You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back on a Monday, the date you can find out yourself. Um, Eddie and I and Dave over here. Well, you know, I guess Dave probably feels all right because he's, you know, 18 years old and the body bounces back quicker. I certainly know that I'm... I'm he's elastic. Okay. We had a big old long lunch on Friday, the turtleneck long lunch mm. with uh, Clancy and Errol and the and the, uh, the crew over at the Media Titans that are the Batuta Advocate. Um, it's become a staple of the, the, uh, the calendar, the turtleneck long lunch. Um, down at Mr. Wong's, the home of Australian Rugby Union. Uh, we saw a lot of them down there, Eddie. Saw a lot yeah, they were down there. They were trying. Z Horn. Down there Kate, trying to save the game. Sterling Mortlock. They were all there. I tell you what, I know why they're in a $40 million hole. Fucking bottles of wine they were putting away. I know. Pretty ritzy. Yeah, you'll get stung at Mr. Wong's. Oh, yeah. They'll, they can sting you. They can sting you. Don't worry about Especially that. Especially if you're, uh, you know, as strapped for cash as Rugby Australia. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they keep turning up, quite frankly. But it's not about them. No, it's not. It's about us. It's about us. And our turtleneck lunch. Uh, one of the great lunches of all time. Mm-hmm. Let me start there. Uh, food was terrific. Ordering done by myself was exquisite. I'm um, so glad you did. I got there. I fucking hate menus. Like Big menu too. But I just... I. Don't like to read them. There's too much going on. Any menu anywhere, I'm always like with Steph, fucking anyone else. I'm like, I'm happy for someone just to take the reins every time. And there are people like that. I think in some in the world, some people are orders of menus and some people are people who say, you know, I'd fucking give me whatever you're having. I'm certainly the latter. It yeah. overwhelms me, dude. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I you get took that. the reins. And you I had to, though. I looked around the room and I saw, I saw losers everywhere <laughs> in the menu game. Yes. Losers of the menu game. 100%. Not in, in, not not in, in life. life. And sometimes you've got to wrangle the beast by the horns and get to ordering. And ordering we did. Um, margaritas, Negronis, all the good stuff. Terrific. It's good. You, you set the tone very well from the jump. Everyone else is like, oh, you know, they just couple of sing towers. And he just goes, margaritas. <laughs> I'm having a margarita. Everyone's like, oh, all right, I guess... You have margaritas and it was like, well done, well done. You set the tone brilliant. I didn't come here to have a fucking sing towel. I'll give you the hot tip. <laughs> <laughs> you can fuck, you can go fucking get, have a sing towel whenever you want. <laughs> you can have a margarita whenever you want, but it's not really but, the same thing. No, I got a fucking turtleneck on. Well, I didn't, but like. But you were, you were in the right, but you're in turtleneck vibe. Turtleneck's in, a spirit as much as it is a physical garment, and yeah. you're in turtleneck spirit. I was yeah. in spirit, 100%. Um, uh, draped and, in linen, head yeah. to toe. Straight margaritas, and it was like, all right, we're on here. Yeah. Um, shout out to uh, – so we yipped in Yahoo. I won't fill in the pieces, but, like, we I had a good time. No, I don't think so. I don't think we need to fill in all the blanks. I, think <laughs> I don't think so. But shout out to the bloke at the Royal to at quarter to two in the morning, like, had a look at us. There was eight of us, I think, yeah. all male. Yeah. Um, Tom could barely open his eyes. <laughs> And has just given the green light to go in. He's like, in. yeah, not a problem. I think I turned to Dave at one point and I go, isn't it ridiculous in the world of RSA and how strict people are? <laughs> we, we might bleep out Royal name. <laughs> <laughs> to let us in. I was like, I'm sideways and I'm here with a jug of EB on the fucking table. I was like, this is ridiculous. Didn't he let us in because he, didn't he make an uncouth 
a remark about your height, and then yeah, I think felt weird like about that. it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't much taller than me either. So Did I was like, really? "What are you doing?" I bro? think that's yeah. what might have been um, got us over the, line. the yeah, secret oh, to shit, success. Had a crack. Yeah, because he was. He wanted to know like exactly how many glasses of wine we all had. Do you remember that? Uh, like, oh, not really. We had a few bottles over dinner, and he's like, "Oh, but like, how many glasses each?" Do you yeah, cuz good like, luck. I think we know. I have no fucking yeah. idea. Um, Heaps. Do you want the honest answer? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think you. Or does. not? I don't think you do, dude. I don't think you want to hear about that. That'll shock you to your core. Um, but that was good. I'm not joking when I say this. Like, shout out to Royal. I backdoored it hard. Like, I had missed calls from you and Brace. You and uh, when I woke up in the morning, and I was like, "Why didn't you say goodbye?" Because I was flogged. I was going to the bathroom and to get a beer, and then I was told no beer, and I just was like, "Fair call," and I could barely stand, and I was like, "I'm out of here. I'm out." Because we left right after that, and like we all just kind of walked out and assumed you'd got lost in between the table and the door. And I was like, "Oh, oh really?" Right. So you guys did you guys just go? Was that like the end of your night as well? Pretty much. Pretty like I don't remember sitting like like sitting down and you not being there like long before we mm. left. Like oh, we just kind of got up and yeah. I just took a good time. Sometimes you just like you know what? I don't want to even have to like fucking slap her and I'm out and I'm like I was cooked, mm. and it might have had something to do with the fact that. Uh, an intern of ours brought along some fucking serious uh, bong, bong grass. <laughs> bong grass. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm fucking bounced, right? Dave bought Well some- disguised. Yeah, yeah, right. Or does anyone not know what that is? I was thinking, like, do we call it anything? Is there, like, a Red Bull, aff- like, affiliated word bit of, that bit we of call? devil's lettuce. Yeah. yeah yes, but we don't really even call it that. Nah. Anyway, Dave bought weed, everyone. Shock horror. <laughs> and after, like, a long lunch, and after also, well, in fairness, this was a particularly long lunch. So it's like, usually I'm all right if I have, you know, and they're like, beer and grass, you're on your ass. I don't usually subscribe to that. I'm all right. This definitely put me into a bit of a fucking black hole, or at least on the event horizon. I didn't completely fucking die. You didn't slip was, over the edge. I didn't slip over the edge, but I was like, Ooh. time did slow. Yeah, or time. quicken. Yeah, uh, whatever. Well, either either. But on Saturday, yeah, it was Friday on Saturday. I was genuinely like one of the most bounced I've been for maybe a year. Like I was fucked. And Steph and Evie stayed at her mother-in-law's. Shout out to Steph because she knew I was going to have a big night. But I slept almost right up until the moment they got back. So I didn't have any moment to sort of like gather my thoughts as, I, as I'd as What time up. did they re-enter the home? Like 11. And you're right. Because you, you sent me a video and you're watching the Wiggles. So Steph had come back and she was going to get acupuncture. And so I had to look after Evie. And I was just like... This is as good as I, I just need the wiggles and Evie just laying on me. Like, and I, you know, sometimes when you send someone a video, you're hungover and it's like, um, you're putting it on a bit. You're like, oh, man. So, like, I couldn't open my eyes. I was like, this is just hell. This is hell. So, you know, I've got to plan my weekends different, I think, moving forward for next. I think week. you planned it pretty well considering they were out of the house. I you had till 11. Well. That's I, not bad. I did very well. I'm not. Com- I'm not complaining, but it's almost... But in a perfect world, you'd want another day. I think I needed another day or at least another, like, six hours just to, like, face down. I did have one of our friend's uh, cookies, though, that he sent us at a half. Did you? Yeah. Had to. And? Good. Good? Good? Mate, nice. Just nothing overwhelming. I went back through his instructions, had a half. 
came on in about 40, 50 minutes. And then I was just fucking, you know, it just took the edge off. And is that why you were watching the Wiggles? No, that was long before. I was watching the Wiggles because Evie was, it was me and Evie and I needed to distract her because she's a little mad gal. How much, how much Wiggles can she pan through? She can get through. She can get through a full ep before she's like, even I'm over this shit now. And I'm like, I. How long's an episode? Forty minutes. It's not bad. No, it's okay because she's all she's super active. So it's like forty minutes of her just chilling on the wiggles. But the thing is, truthfully, I don't actually like to give her the wiggles that often. It's a great thing to have in your back pocket, but it is scat to see a little baby sitting there just like fucking holding a phone. I'm like, this isn't something you want to get. Use it when you need it, as opposed to like just. Throwing wiggles around. Just gorging on wiggles. Just gorging on wiggles. You can't be doing that, dude. It's fucking, it's scat. But she's a little unwell. Surprise, surprise. Wet markets. Back to the fucking, back to the fucking daycare where they are. It's just like. <laughs> Is she back at the wet market? Yeah, she's back at the wet market. She's like, it's just, they just, it's just constant. But it, she's not constantly sick, but there's always something going around somewhere at something. So you just, you know. Anyway, I was bounced. I I came up all right. Um, got a gallows around. Was that because you had something on again the next day? There's something about knowing you've got a you've got a lift again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, got the the large Bondi meal with gravy. With gravy for the chips, I assume. Gravy for the chips, and I I did get some chicken tenders, which were terrific. Did you not go Prego sauce though as well? Was was went to get Prego sauce, and I was like, ooh, have you added gravy here, bruh? And at it they had, and that's what I got. I never, punters and dribblers, scroll past gravy. I can't. No, you can't. It's not my DNA. <laughs> I never, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable about it. I'd feel wrong. I'd feel dirty. So gravy was shipped in, had a great time. Tonka was being annoying slightly, but he's not a baby. He's a dog. No, and so I can distract him with things like yeah. chicken tenders. Like if you relax and, be, and, and do play you your done. role, which is to do fuck all, <laughs> You'll get chicken tenders. So we came to an agreement, yeah, um, and that was lovely. Nip back down uh, to Bondi and back on the margaritas, tequila, soothing the soul. Went over to Cade's 30th. Shout out to Cade, um, friend of the show. At the South Bondi RSL. Is that what it's called? Icebox no. Icebox Bondi? Is in just the yeah, the one underneath Iceberg. The good one. Yeah, we just call it the South Bondi RSL. Because but it's not. I don't think it is an it's RSL. It's not an RSL. It's like a surf club. Fucking terrific. Not yeah. a bad place to delete Dude, schooners. It's the best. It's like the best view in fucking in town mm. and small and intimate. Yeah. Then and you it's s- got a tab. Exactly. It does have a tab. Didn't touch the ponies though because I was just dominating in the sport all weekend. So didn't need to. No, you didn't need to. But good night. Um, pretty ginger yesterday. I couldn't tell you what I did yesterday. I have no recollection really at all except watch the Manly game. Mm. Oh, I forgot about that. Manly. I did watch the Panthers game as well because it was in Dubbo. And I, was oh, like, I had my mum's birthday. want to see what the field's like. Shout out to my mum. in good mom. nick. It was her birthday. Jesus Christ. But I had to go to a lunch. And as I said, like, second day, like, the Saturday was bad, right? Mm. Physically bad. Yep. And then the Sunday and even today, just a, just a lingering feeling like I'm going to throw up at any moment. Or at least that I could. Mm. Not that I'm going to, like, not uncontrollably, but if I went and just, like, you know, did a Dylan Brown and just had my head over an open bowl, I reckon I could... All right, I could spew. <laughs> or just if, like, if some smell. That was yesterday. Yeah, and this morning. 
Like if a smell just hits you the right Oh, you're not good. Moment, it'll turn. I don't. I know. I can't smell, but. Well, yeah, okay. I just have. No, I'm not good today either. Oh, so you're, you're still fucked. Yep. I woke up this morning going like, oh, yeah, I could definitely still smell. You're every bit of 32, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm feeling like every, fu- every little fucking atom of my body is 32. Jesus Christ, you poor bastard. Yeah, dude. Yep. So that's that. Um, now, before we move on, because I feel like we should, a mm. couple of bits of housekeeping. I'd like to keep house. There is housekeeping. There's housekeeping. There is, yep. Now, if I were to tell you that bounced out trackies are just around the corner, I would not be lying to you. In fact, I'd be telling you the truth because they're just around the corner. We've got the uh, prototypes. If you keep your eyes peeled, and peeled they must be, we'll be doing a pre-sale, I think, for the bounced out trackies because... Listen, what we do know is we are not a clothing brand and the merch game is something that we are definitely wading our way through like Pierce Brosnan in Dante's Peak and that grandma's fucking pushing her way through the acidic thing and her legs are burning off. Like we don't know what to expect. We're, we're feeling it out. We also don't know how big or small the punter and the dribbler is the average size we don't know what the average size is yeah. you know what i mean do we go there and just order a fucking shitload of smalls probably not i'd say that'd be a bad large decision. but then maybe you're all like triple xl i don't know they also these things are small you got to order bigger than you are so we're going to do a pre-sale which means that we all win so keep your eyes peeled for the bounce out trackies we will be doing a photo shoot this week so yes. you can see what they look like i will say this i will say this they are much better, much, 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 much better than I even thought possible. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what like I, mean. I had you an give expect- your boy the keys to the city, and you go go make some shit happen. Yeah, and also my 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 constant feedback mm. that sort of was like, that's not that's shit. That's that's rubbish, <laughs> yeah. mate. Yeah, that's yeah. not what we want no. at all. Send it back. Collaborative. So it was a collaboration, and the finished product is yeah. it's gorgeous. Chef's kiss, baby. So they're coming soon. Yes. Next port of call. We are doing a viewing. We're doing an Origin One live show. That's it. Somewhere at some point, somehow. Now. Well, it'll be on the night of o- Origin One. Yeah. This yeah. is Origin One Wednesday, June 9th. June 9th. 9th. June 9th. Um, we'll be in Sydney. We'll be in Sydney. There will be more information coming out soon because it's obviously last minute because that seems to be the only way we operate. Um, but it'll be a bit of an about even Hello Sport spliced up mashup of an Origin one. So it's going to be a fucking great bit of you've fun. You've been asking for it, you fucks. You've been asking for it. Now we're doing it. We'll fill you in with more details as they come to hand, but just know that this will be unmissable. Yeah, keep keep fucking Origin one free. The venue we've got in mind as well. Yeah, we won't say. I won't say what it is yet because it's not confirmed. But it, like, it's a ripper. Yeah, if we can get it going, it'll be sick. Otherwise, it's just going to be all of us going to Eddie's uh, in-laws' house to watch the game, which we won't be doing. Well, no, because we'll get the venue we want. But if we don't, it's at the Dumbrells in Mossman. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that's uh, that's cool. That'll be fun. Um, 
And yeah, we'll let you know more about that. Um, but I think that's everything, Eddie. I think so, man. I think so. Let's but- move on. Punters and dribblers, we are brought to you by Neds, the best betting platform in town. Um, tell you what, if you've been following along on my profile, because obviously I've been overseas, so I've just been whacking up my bets for about even on the Neds profiles app, you'd see some... I, th- I seem to bet better when I'm not around people and I'm just able to eyeball the talent on game day, see what's happening. It's when I'm able to be as, as, as gifted as I think I am. So basically what you're saying is it's a lot harder to bet almost a week in advance. That is what I'm saying, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for example... You could say it's also a 24 hours before a game though, right? No, because if you're putting your bets in on Wednesday morning and there's a game Sunday night... There's also a game on Thursday. Yeah, but that, I'm not talking about that one. Right. I'm talking about the other games where maybe, you know, Nathan Cleary doesn't play yep. or Hines doesn't play. Well, yep. Nathan Cleary did play, but Hines doesn't play. You'd, yeah. You get caught out. You do get caught out. You know? You, you do. You get caught out. If you follow on my prof is what I'm saying is daddy. They are calling me daddy value, and I didn't come up with that either. It's embarrassing. How many bets you get on the weekend? Two. I got three. <laughs> well, <sighs> but you're not a dad, so they can't call you daddy value. Dad of a dog. Well, you, they could call you doggy style. Value. Doggy value. I don't know. It doesn't really have the same ring to Why? it as daddy value. You're being pettist. Well, it's not pettist. You aren't a father. I'm father of a dog. No, you're not a and father tonka. of a dog. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shout out to Neds. We love you. Shout out to Neds. Uh, you can follow our profiles on Neds. You can also join the About Even group um, where the you know everyone's sharing their bets in there and shit. I actually followed one of Gurus yesterday, uh, which was a Joey Manu away. Yeah, it didn't get up. No, it didn't. He was very lucky that his unit scooper got up. See, I've got a bone of contention next. If that was me, there's no way I'm getting given those nine units. No, but he's no, but he's got it on, and the bet stands. Yes. So it's live. The bet's right. live. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know that I would be afforded. This is what Tobler and I were discussing anyway in the green room. I know this is still a live read. This is a bone of contention. I don't think that I would be afforded the same graces where apparently I'm not getting... So fucking, you think the bet's void altogether? Well, I'm saying you have been robbing me of units even though all my bets were going up last week. Well, no, you, we robbed you of two bets. Two. Right. You didn't put one up for the Titans game or whatever it was, and you didn't do a unit scooper. That was all you robbed But I for. did the bets. I no, just you didn't. didn't. You didn't put them up. They went on your profile. They, they weren't went on there. my profile? No. Well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll show you. There was one game where there was no profile bet. There wasn't. I went through it last week. You didn't do, you didn't do two bets, and you lost fucking well, two Tobler units, told that's me, it. Tobler told me I, none of my, all my bets are void because they're not online. One of them. Okay, so Tobler doesn't even listen. You're right. So that's the problem. That's a problem. We've we've now uncovered. That you didn't do a unit scooper last week. That was void, so you lost a unit. Yep. And then there was one other bet out of eight. Okay, well, so Tobler's lying. Then. Yes, Tobler's lying to you and I. Correct. Well, he's lying on your behalf. Shocking. Thanks, Neds. Cheers, Neds. Fuck you, Tobler. Now you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Punters and dribblers, it's the most generous podcasters of all here, Tom and Eddie. Here to look after the punter and the dribbler and their drinking needs. Mm. It's still rosé drinking season, we know that. It's worth having a couple of bottles laying around. Yeah, I don't expect you to drink it in the driving rain, but I just went outside and the sun's out, baby. Oh, really? Sun's out, bum's out again, and it's fucking hot out there. I'll be losing the jacket, Tom. Mm. I can promise you that. So you need a couple of cases laying around your digs. You just do. Well, it's certainly when you've got guests, you're entertaining. Hey, come round. A couple of Sheila's come round. You want to be able to crack a bottle yeah. and impress? Yeah. Of course you do. Now, you're going to get 50 bucks off each case if you use the code MANLY. That's a gift from Tom and I. 
at hellosport.shop. Six bottles. You're getting fifty dollars off hellosport.shop. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Be prepared. Yeah. And if you're not prepared, you're prepared to fail. It's not the saying, but it's all right. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Got it. Hellosport.shop. All right, Eddie, bit of rugby league for your ass. Uh, I don't know why I keep sort of speaking like this today. Um, obviously, it's odd. It is weird. It is weird. And it's out of character. It is out of character, but I'm feeling a bit out of character, you know, so that's probably got something to do with it. But a bit of rugby league, greatest game of all, the game they play in heaven. Now, we will get to the games on the weekend because there are certainly a couple that we want to touch on. But I feel like in terms of NRL scandals... There was a couple this week, or at least there was one major one, and then it's had some sort of, like, flow-on effect uh, that's been sort of just content central. And it all uh, it centres around the uh, the infamous Hopawati family. Um, John's son, Jamil, of former Broncos player fame, of I think went to prison for a year fame for beating the fuck out of someone outside of uh, Warfy. Fame, and then also of having his contract recently torn up for hitting his pregnant missus fame, allegedly, has now been arrested, allegedly picking up eight kilos of coke from a fucking shipping yard in Botany Bay, allegedly. Where all the great pickups are done, Tom. That's where all the coke's coming in. Mm. Port Botany, bruh. Yeah. That's where it's all... If you're picking up bags in Port Botany... You are getting primo, fresh off the boat. Yeah. It's usually a commer- it's commercial quantity, usually. You're not picking up a bag. No, no, no. You're not going down there for a gram. You're going down there for kilos, for keys, baby. baby. Dave, I don't... What's the street value of eight kilograms of cocaine? Well, work out how many grams that is. I would just reckon if you put it on the internet. Okay. Is it a thousand grams a kilogram? So you've got, of how much? So it'd be 8,000 times 300. Of so eight kilograms? Mm. 2.1 million. Don't know. I got no idea. Um, well, hang on. As Dave looks that up, Jamil ran away from the cops when they found him and then he ditched his fucking bag over a fence since being caught. You're looking at a, prob- a pretty fucking serious jail sentence, I would assume, for something like that. Look, not I'm not a lawyer, not, not a barrister. The fact that he's got fucking priors... So I'm he's to, got slow. I'm I'm trying to read this number because it's a big number. It's two hundred. No, it's two million four hundred thousand. Okay, I was close, and that's not that big of a number, my friend. Well, there's lots of zeros and there's no commas, so I'm like, where does it kind of happen? <laughs> where does it? It's a big number. It's well, huge. it's not that big. Well, it's not technically that big at all. In fact, it's about six numbers. Well, it's like one of the millionth biggest numbers. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna listen. It's, to it's that. like what? It's one of the million. Th- it's like in terms of smallest numbers, you've got two million three hundred thousand before this one. There's a lot of numbers there's above that, though, bro. Yeah, but there's a lot of numbers below it. There's probably more above. There's way more there's above. Infinite above. <laughs> yeah. There's infinite. Numbers Sorry, Dave. So, um, back to right. school. Yeah. Um, where are we? Where are we going? So Jamil, Jamil, um, trying to you know doing his best to impersonate Pablo. Well, fuck, look, he, um, he's fucked his rugby league career, so he went to try and make some serious money, dude. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of cocaine. Um, now, 
That is what it is, right? I feel sorry for him anyway, a little bit. Like, only in this situation. He seems like a bit of a piece of shit mm. in terms of things he's done in the past. But um, what really came from it was, so I don't really feel too sorry for him. He seems like a bit of a fuckwit. I should just walk back on that because he's also toweling up his missus allegedly and all that sort of shit. But in the aftermath of it all, the Daily Mail, where all good articles are written. The best. They did an article on the Hopawati family, which seemed unnecessary at best. Now, Hopper's got a John Hopawati, who's the patriarch. They have 11 children. Will Hopawati being numero uno, plays rugby league. They've got Jamil. They've got Albert, who plays NRL. They've got a few in there. They've got fuckloads of kids. And this article that was written had like all of the family then little like labels on each person in the family who was relatively known so it was like there was one on the mum and it was like loyal then there was one on john it was like finger in the bum was the tag then one was in on jamil and it was like i don't know if it was about domestic violence or if it was about this cocaine thing then it was like uh to albert hopwhitey who's like a 19 year old just like injury prone and then like another <laughs> one that was like on one of his daughters who must have i think maybe she said or did something once that was like it was just so unnecessary like you've you've got a kid who's gone to prison right now like the hop i'm not like the hopwhitey's family have been infamous right but mm. you just like this was this was just a very unnecessary article and john who is uh not afraid of going after someone has gone and dug deep and found who this person was this journo and now listen i'm just going to say it as it is she is an overweight individual and john has just what since the article came out like every single day he's putting up he's putting up things on his instagram about her being a fat pig not more than more than once like the problem is it keeps getting taken down so yeah. there's only one that's still up, but I think yeah. he keeps reposting. He puts up three or four. Stuff. Like, he was putting them up every hour. Because they kept getting taken down. Yeah, yeah. And it was like the wording, and then it was like... He, the uh, word foreskin was used. Yeah, <laughs> like, there is an element for me where it's like, if you're going to write these fucking articles about people, like, there's a lot of faceless journalism that goes on. And it's like... Whether you agree with the language that fucking Hopperwhite is using, like there is an element which could like, be considered rather uncouth. It could be considered rather uncouth from John, but it also could be considered rather par for the course for John. It's not like this is shocking. Oh no, no, no! But I think that if you write an article like that, that was so unnecessary and so like, like the article yeah, should have been about Jamil, yeah. and you could have mentioned John. Yeah. But to bring the mum into it and the sister and, and the, the brothers, brother who's like just trying to make it, and he just gets his injury, like injury prone, just these things. It was just really fucking. Mm. And then when you see the person who is writing this mean shit, you're like, oh, you actually are like the archetypal keyboard troll that people talk about, like some fat loser in their parents' basement. But you're just this. You know, who knows where you live, but you fucking don't look exactly like the 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 pin-up gal for, uh, you know, good humans or, like, you know, happy person who's, like, ripping down other people, right? But that's almost par for the course for Daily Mail. Yeah, well, that's the thing, though, right? You just never see faces to these journos. And then now you go, oh, you're actually just a fucking loser who's writing about the Hopawatis. Well, well, I think that if you work there, you're expected to uphold a certain... Lack of quality and that, <laughs> yeah, and that is it. It's like it's fucking 
really personal, hectic, sort of unnecessary barbs at people yeah. because it moves the needle in the digital world and people click on those articles. But the that- patriarch of the Hopawadis, Big John, he doesn't give a fuck about anyone. And so when he read that, he just – he's been opening her up for all the last four days, yeah. five days. There's – look, we um, – He's – like his latest one, she's in a pig farm. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? We're not uh, – Like real Hopawati shit. We're not resharing any of it, but there are plenty who are resharing it in the Punters and Dribblers group. If you do want to go and just have a look, that's your call. But they're all – a lot of them are in there. And – Again, like, if you're going to go after people like this and, you, like, then you have to be prepared to wear it when someone comes back at you for, like, what you've done or what you've said. You might think that Hopper going after is unequally, like, or is disproportionate. I don't know, is it? I actually don't know if it is disproportionate when you've got, like, this huge online publication and you're bashing the whole family that Hopper has just... Roasted the fuck out of her, and he's obviously getting—he must be getting a bit of love for it because he keeps going. Like he feels like he's. There was one that he put up where it was like there was a write-up in the paper about you know the fact that Jamil and shit that had happened and that they were at court, and so he put a screenshot up of the newspaper article, had nothing to do with this chick from Daily Mail, but he just goes like, something, something, journalism, uh, unless you're that fat pig, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, he's still just going back to it. You're like, fuck. Oh, mate, he's absolutely ropeable about it. Hashtag oversized foreskin. Dude, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like... And yeah. close it out with a hashtag. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. His hashtag work has not missed a beat. No, he's got the best hashtags in the game. He doesn't know how to do them, which makes him even better. But I love his brand that he started, which is like a finger. In the ass. Yeah, but he also doesn't sell it. He only has enough for him. It's purely just for himself. And he wore it to court. He got masks made and he wears them on planes and shit. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. I didn't know he wasn't selling it. No, dude. I think a punter or a dribbler hit him up and goes, mate, where can we get these? He goes, I don't sell them. You should fucking sell them. Just um, for Brad Hopper. Good Lord. But, um, yeah, dude. I mean, I don't know what else to say about that one except that it's just well, never No, it's been, it's just, it's been, it's been quite enjoyable to it watch. It has been, it's been enjoyable to, to see it. Can't I can't lie there. The John Hopperwhitey online beef is now I almost mean, unrivaled. That's assuming that that chick is the chick in the article. I also am. Um, there is an element where I'm like, I also wouldn't be surprised if if John didn't do his due diligence and he may just be like, you know what I mean? Well, he's not the strongest Dior of all time. No, he's not. Neither's our little fucking Diora, but I mean, maybe we can get him onto the case to see if he wants to see. Yeah, see if you see if there is an easy thread between the name of the journalist in question at Daily Mail article. and the photos that he's been sharing. What do you mean, like like any sort of relation? As in, like find out if the chick in the it, photos is the is chick the who's actual the chick? Article. Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure it is. But we're just we're we're, we're, we're fact checking John. We're fact checking because why are we fact checking John? Because John, quite honestly, checked. needs to be fact checked. Well, he's calling this person a fat foreskin, which just who belongs in a pig farm, right? And uh, I want to fact check John because the correlation between foreskin and this, it not nothing's make nothing makes like that's a as a payout is 
just completely random plucked out of the air. So I just want to make sure that all our ducks are in a row here before we start, like, giggling at some fucking chick who he may have just been, like, he may have just pulled this off of, like, the Daily Mail website. It's not her. Who knows? We, no. Nothing would surprise me. Yeah, it is her, unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately. You get what you pay for, yeah. you know? Okay, there well, we unfortunately go. Unfortunately for her, that is what she looks like. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, but I also feel like he's put up so many photos and stuff now that if it wasn't her, someone would have been like, Oi, John, that's not that's not her, mate. Yeah, yeah, true. They'd be like, dude, I wouldn't be putting that up. That's We actually know who that is. Um, but yeah. shout out to John. Shout out to John. Shout out to uh, that lady. You, you don't, I reckon that's the last fucking article she'll write about the Hopper Wild. But maybe not. Well, that's true. Because... Clicks, it's got, baby, clicks. It's clicks, bro. It's got people talking. She could she could write an article about the beef she's now in with John Hopawati. Mm. She probably will. We'll follow along very closely. We'll monitor the situation and come back to you Happy as it to. develops. Happy to. Um, what do you want to do next? Izzy Falloud desperate to come back to the game of rugby league. Not going to spend too much time on this. I know that there is at least one dribbler... Um, who is totally obsessed with Israel Folau coming back. Um, I don't remember his name, though. Um, Mitchell Keating, shout Mitchell out, Keating, shout out. Yeah, Dave, Dave and him often go toe-to-toe on the uh, punters and dribblers page. All good fun, though. Yes, yeah. of course. Hey, punters and dribblers page, page is the place to, to come and share your opinions, and then they will be debated with other opinions respectfully or disrespectfully. Um but yeah, Falau and Clive Palmer teaming up in, in a seriously unholy union. Um, so this is to play Queensland Cup? Yes. No, not even Queensland Cup. Not even Q Cup? Cup? Like the one below. Um, it's, a, it's a Gold Coast local Fuck competition. Fuck me, Falau's going to rip up. Um, but with the hopes of trying to get back in rugby league and then Clive saying he's going to sue the QRL and all this sort of bullshit. Like, for, and is he going, why, is like, Q, why is Clive so invested in this? He owns, he owns the team. That Falau's going to sign to. And they're also signing Tony Williams of yeah. supporting Jared Hayne fame. Is Clive Palmer still a billionaire? Uh, I believe so. What's he doing owning a third string rugby league outfit? He's probably not allowed to buy an NRL co- team. You know what I mean? He tried to do it in the A League. Remember, he, bought, he owned the Gold Coast fucking whatever they were and they folded quick, like quick mm. sticks. Oh, the Gold Coast. Ooh, that a test you. Gold Coast United. Don't know. They are third string though. Um, what the league they're in? Yeah, it's definitely under the Queensland Cup. It's um, it's a Gold Coast local comp. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah. It's in the Gold. Yeah, you know that Clive Palmer wanted to build Titanic two. Yeah, mm. I, I've still I've been waiting for that for Yonks, and he wanted to make it like a museum as well. Though, like this is where fucking this thing happened on the boat, and this is where this thing happened. Press this button, it'll make. Was it, it going to be an absolute like an out and out replica? I think so, but I didn't think it was going to be on the water. I thought it was going to be like on land. On land? Like as in a museum. So as in a big Titanic replica as a museum of Titanic. Oh, so it's not a ship that sails. I don't know, dude. Like, I mean, I wouldn't trust me on that. No, no, no. It it was meant to be a fully functional modern day replica. It was in conjunction with Blue Star. Is that what they're called? What, some random cruise liner? Yeah, Blue Star Cruise Liners. White Star Line obviously being the original owner. Bit of a play on 
that potentially. Oh, really? You know what I mean? Did you, do you know too much about Titanic? I know, like, I know a bit, yeah. yeah. I, saw, I saw on Facebook the other day you and Nicola, and it was like... Uh, oh, yeah, Nicola finds it hilarious because I, but like, I was with, obsessed with it when I was younger. But that, like, that Google Earth, like, you can now go down on the Titanic and tour Yeah, it. how, I, how that crazy work? is that? How does that work? They've obviously gone down and filmed the whole thing. And just mapped it. Yeah. It's not, long, it's, not, it's not long for this world. Oh, yeah? It's like just, it's, it's, I think it's, it's got rust mites or some shit, and they're eating, it's getting eaten, and there'll be nothing left. And it'll be gone. Yeah. So you're enjoying it while you can. Yeah, yeah, loving it. Yeah, yeah. Have you done the Google search? <laughs> no, I haven't. No, no, you haven't. I thought you no. would have done that. I was, well, I didn't know about it until Nicola told me fucking that you saw it, yeah. Anyway, so Clive Palmer. He wants Israel Folau back in the game. Israel Folau wants to play again. Israel Folau... Is, yeah, that. I'm sure Israel wants to play again. I'm he's sure just he does. Saying, it's like I believe in the Bible. There is an element of this Israel Folau thing that I completely agree with from the Folau perspective, and not in any support of like what he says. But could you argue with the, the f- Bible is accepted in this fucking country, right? Like the Bible, they they say prayers and shit before. I was just about to say the people swear on it. Yeah. Under oath, exactly People, in courts. Prayers are done before politics, before like the Christmas starts and shit. is a what holiday? Is a Christian holiday? Commercial. Easter. So like, it's commercial, but you know what I mean. But like all of that shit. So when flowers, like, also I Jesus believe. was born in November, I think Dior, and then they just hijacked a pagan holiday. Well he was done. not. He was never born on the twenty fifth. Yeah, well it's, it's the solstice in the northern hemisphere. Yeah, yeah. It's when the sun dips for three days and then starts rising. There you go. It's all about fucking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like no but, one, but so when Flau goes, I believe in what the Bible says. I'm like, I, I, fair play to you. I, do, I think it's dumb. I think you're like, I think that people who believe in what the Bible says are, you know, a little bit fucking head in the sand around like the reality of the world and how things actually happen. But when it's accepted in so many areas of society as the Bible, as the, like, the yardstick, I can understand how he might be, as a simple man, a little confused. <laughs> As to why he's getting in trouble for doing the same he's thing. He's probably like pulling his hair out going, I feel like everyone is taking fucking crazy, crazy pills. Like we swear on this fucking thing. And I'm just saying, yeah, I believe in it too. <laughs> it says that fucking gay people shouldn't get, like you're going to go to hell, which is horrible. But that's how everyone Does it else say is. that though in the Bible? I think it's eternal damnation or some shit. Doesn't it just say thou shall no, not lie no, with a man? There's something weird like the actual wording is like man shall not lie with boy or like which like some people have interpreted to be like don't be a pedo. But it might say That's like man shouldn't lie with it. other men or something like that. Does it, does it say you will go to hell if you are gay? Or is that like a falau twist? You know what I mean? Well, not for last well, specifically, I, I, maybe, but you know what I mean? Maybe it doesn't say exactly that you will go to hell, but it's more implied of that, like, this is the Bible, and I'm saying don't do this. So, And if you do it, then you, do you it, are, then, yeah. Yeah. If you right. do anything you shouldn't do as of the Bible, then you are going to hell. Which, again, just a fucking very intense thing to say to someone. Going to hell. Um, anyway, gross respect well, to this, you, yeah. But also, they... They also say don't get tattoos. He's covered in tattoos. Like, but their belief, their their understanding of hell is like, I imagine, quite a fucking dark sort of. I mean, I think place to yeah, spend your time. Yeah. Look, I will say this to Israel if he's listening. Congrat, like you know, have a have a good crack in in third div. You're gonna fucking destroy it down there. But I wouldn't be I wouldn't be hitching your wagon to NRL dreams. I wouldn't be holding my. It's breath. not gonna happen. I wouldn't be holding my breath. Uh, There's no way in the world. 
I wouldn't have thought so. But anyway, who the fuck knows? Uh, it's an again. I don't mind just having it as a yarn in terms of like you know, just there's never a fucking dull moment. Do you want Clive to hear the, the Bible verse? Yeah, right. It's pretty fucking gnarly. It's like so Leviticus twenty thirteen, which I'm sure you guys know. Yes. Um, if a man lies with a man as one lies with woman. Both of them have done what is detestable. They must be put to death. Their blood will be on their own heads. Okay. Well, that seems a lot. Oh, that's pretty clear cut. That's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty. That's intense. that's a lot more clear cut than yeah. I yeah. sort of had imagined. Was he's watering it down a little bit. It was. Yeah, I think he has, <laughs> and he could be probably argue that as well. Listen, I'm 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 PG in this thing up. Yeah. Right. Well, that's that's what we swear on. Yeah, that's what we swear on. So. That's I'll be taking that out of the courtroom. That thing's well, that, fucking dark. That's ridiculous. Leviticus is Old Testament, I think. Ooh. Listen, I'm also so not taking like, my fucking cues from people called Leviticus. It's just, just listen. It's all horseshit. With the greatest respect, mm. that's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. in a roundabout way. In a roundabout that's way, we don't believe it. Do what you want, be what you want, but that's bullshit. I reckon. Yeah, that's our opinion. That's our opinion. Dave obviously has a bit more... What are you? I mean, what are you? <laughs> you are a Jewish man, but you I, seem a little bit sort of like maybe you don't want to admit it publicly, you know, that you're actually, you know, <laughs> an atheist. Uh, atheist is a bit too, like, Strong. precise and exact. I don't know. I feel like certain experiences I've had in life have led me to think maybe there is some sort of higher power, but it's certainly not the one that I got told it was at school. So We were talking about that on Friday yeah. on the long lunch. I don't we remember probably that were, were. Yeah, we definitely were. Actually, we yeah, definitely I remember were. that now. We definitely were. Oh, we covered all, all topics. Uh, Eddie, so games of rugby league on the weekend. There were some fucking good games of rugby league. I think it would be remiss of us not to start with the Manly Seagulls thumping the Parramatta Eels 13+. plus. We said it was going to happen. Everyone's like, oh, 13 plus. It's paying 870. We're like, yeah, bro, watch us fucking put these losers to the sword. As we said, on about even, greatest betting show in the world. Statement game for Manly. Statement players. In, in statement, statement games, game, statement players stand, stand up and make statements. statements. <laughs> Some people looked at that and went, what the fuck are you talking about? If you watch the game on Sunday afternoon, which I'm assuming we all did because it's the 4 p.m. Sunday game and that's what we do as a nation, as a people, yep. we watch that game. Pretty sure I saw statement players standing up and making statements in a statement game. Yep. Did you see that, Tom? I did. Um, now, obviously, Tommy Turbo, rock solid isn't even a way to describe. Like, rock solid is doing him a disservice because he rips beyond sort of any measurable amount. He just rips and rips and rips. But he was fucking great in a... Te- but, like, some of the other boys played really well. It was like, Ruben Garrick was fucking off his cock yesterday. He was killing it. He hasn't looked quicker. No, he's... No, no, he's... He's, he's added a yard or ten of pace. No, he's added yards, for sure. I don't know whether he's training with Saab and Fabri or whether it's just, like, he's seen... You know, something, there's, something's happened, though, but he's got a yard or two of pace. Well, I, I mean, even if he's not training with Fabri, I think that... Fabri rubbing off onto Saab, Saab running off onto Gary. Some of that fairy dust. It's fairy dust is in the air, Fabri he, dust. He, he, he set up Brad, one of Brad Parker's tries. Shout out to Brad Parker, the man as strong as an ant with the muscle density of a full-grown male chimpanzee or orangutan, depending on which 
of the great apes you subscribe to. Whatever's stronger. And I don't know what that is. Um, Dave, what's stronger, chimp or an orangutan, please? Now, depends how big they are. Fully, fully grown. I think, yeah, I think you'd probably work. I wouldn't be asking for like a child chimpanzee and a fully grown fucking orangutan. I think you'd do like a per capita. Um, Brad Parker killing it, but the tri- the kick that Ruben uh, did for Brad, set up for Brad Parker's try was great. Uh, Ruben did this in and away on Blake Ferguson for Tommy Turbo's try at the end of the game where he just put Fergo on the bitch. Dude. Fergo didn't have his best game yesterday. No, he didn't. I think Fergo would be first to admit that he... But that was because Manly played him into a bad game. Like the whole team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one, no one played. Papa Lee, he played all right. He's yeah. a beast. He's a weapon. But generally speaking, they didn't play very well at all. No. Because Man- Manly bashed him. Bashed him. Defended the fucking house down and ripped and teared. Now, we're not going to go on and on about Manly. No. If you watch the game, you know what we're talking about. We I did, did it for Bob. We did it for we Bob. We did it for Bob. RIP. Probably should have mentioned that a little earlier in the show. An immortal of the game. But we who's now him. left us, but will always be with us. Because he's an immortal. Because he's in a ball, that's right. The first legally blind player to play NRL, Josh Schuster, has gone to another fucking level. Yeah, yeah. When he, when, we're, when uh, we're attacking their line, we're going left, he gets the ball off Jake Tavojevic mm-hmm. and like just goes in and then slows right down and then like sort of goes right to the line and then bang. No look. No look out the back to Tommy. Tommy quick hands to Ruben, Ruben over in the corner. I was like, oh wow. This kid's fucking special, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Not I, if you don't see many fucking sixes playing like that, if ever. I honestly, I honestly haven't seen anyone that specific movement you're talking about, where he was like, so again, he's like, okay, he went to line. You're not sucking, but, but you're not sucking in. How am I going to get to suck in? I'm going to slow down. I'm going to go back in. You're going to make it look like you went to Brad Parker. And, and then, then I'm not going to look and throw it behind him out to Tommy Turbo. And now I've fucking, I've, I literally sucked three players in. Yeah. And now there's an overlap. It was fucking hectic. And I haven't seen any 5'8 in the competition do that this year. He was obviously filling in for Kieran Foran slash Cade Cust. But he was so fucking good. Mm. It was like, oh, Okay. Not that I didn't already see it. Now I'm like, oh, I realise that I haven't seen even nearly the full extent of what Shiny Josh, first blind player in the NRL, can bring to the game. Well, he's got more weapons in the duffel than I thought, Tom. Yeah, he's like Ben Affleck in Daredevil in terms of the fact that he's he's blind, but he can still see shit. Or he's a bat. They're blind. They just hear, like, noises and well, he's a sonar. Sonar and vibe, I think. I don't... Well... I was using Sonar as an example. Yes. I think he throws vibe I out there. I think he throws vibe out and there. Gets, and gets a read off the vibe yeah. and then throws no lookers. Yes, because it's not Sonar because he's not making clicks and she's not going like... <laughs> no. You don't make sounds when you're going off vibe, no, Tom. you don't. It's like me on the weekend. I was like, fuck. I've got a vibe that uh, no Australian rugby union team's going to win. And uh, I got back a reading and the yeah. reading was pretty clear. The reading clear. was pretty spot on. Yeah, it was clear. Were, yeah, it was clear as a bell. But so, yeah, Josh, blind as a bat, plays off vibe and looked fucking delicious. And he's 19. And he looks edible. He looks so years. edible. Yeah. Don't you reckon? Which is impressive for a bat. For a bat, exactly. Yeah. But he's not a bat. No, but he's not a bat. But, you know, he's got bat-like qualities and that he's blind and he can still succeed. Yeah. <laughs> Just back to previously, orangutans stronger than chimps. 
I don't know if you can see there on either side. Oh, S- yeah. Similar, like, height, but orangutan's a lot thicker and, like, Much muscular. What's the human doing in Plus, the middle there? Well, that's, like, comparison. If oh, right. Helps. I was going to say, that's, I thought that was, like, that's not in order, is it? Like, <laughs> no. we're the weakest of all of those. Yeah, no. Plus, like, orangutans would have a bit of ranger rage in them. So well, that's that it, which makes more sense for Brad Parker. Yeah. Um, Sean Kepi, Taniela Paseca, Olakawatu. These are... These are young gentlemen that we have unearthed at the club, mm. just naturally unearthed, like finding dinosaur bones in the ground. We're like, oh, shit, look at this amazing fucking gem. Diamond, probably a better term than I think diamond. dinosaur bones because that's the old dead, but unearthed than we did in the peninsula soil. And my God, they're good. My God. My God. Well, I thought Adam Fanua Blake would be a hole too big to fill. That's what my fear was, Tom. Now it's Adam Fanua who? No idea. I don't even know what his last name is no, now. neither. I mean, I, I said it before, it but who? I've forgotten it. Is it who? Could be. Who knows? Who knows? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Point is, Manly looked fucking shit hot. And we beat the Pen- uh, the Parramatta side who are coming second. Is that correct, Dave? Third now. Third, Third now, yeah. After we beat them. Yeah. Because yeah. we're coming second technically. Well, yeah, at the start of the round they were second. Yeah. yeah. Uh, coming second, and we've been saying this all season. I Did just they... felt vindicated. I was like, they're fucking not that good. Look, we played really well, but did they look a little bit like fraudsters? Yeah. Well, we showed them to be frauds because it's like, oh, yeah, we, we pumped you. We defended our At home, at in home. front of a healthy crowd yeah. that was boisterous. Yeah. So it wasn't exactly a walk in the park. It wasn't no. fucking Sunday over a brookie. And we're bloody we're mourning the loss of our the club's immortal in in Bob Fulton. Mm. And we get up and we get the job done. Look, it was a terrific uh, it was a terrific outing. By my estimation, Tom, it now becomes I think the punter and the dribbler will agree with this. It now becomes a three horse race. Yes. Uh, obviously, exactly right. Penrith, Melbourne, ourselves. Now you can put a line through. The Rabbitohs. Well, they're back-to-back 50-point losses. It's done for them. They they're cannot d- defend. No, they suck. They have absolutely no idea how to defend. Yeah, fucking Penrith are red hot. And they looked unbelievable yeah, they didn't look on that Sunday good afternoon at Apex Oval. They didn't look 50 Oval. points good. They look good at Apex Oval on a Sunday afternoon. But I'm like, but it's you're made to look good when no one in the Rabbitohs side knows how to defend. Yeah. No one. Uh, Wayne Bennett was like, no, we didn't bring Benji on because... We weren't tackling, so it was like, what's the point? Benji's not a fucking tackler. He's a ball player. It was like, Well, that's what he said. They said he's not known for his defensive abilities. No. And it's like, ooh, hectic. Hectic. Um, So Souths, yeah, interesting stat that we found, we uncovered yesterday, is that no team's lost by 50 twice in a season and won the comp. So Souths are out. Souths are done. Souths can't do it. Well, you can't can't lose lose 50 to nil and win the comp, which has happened to them, and then you can't. Definitely can't lose 50 twice. No. It's it's now done-done. Yes. Like, everyone's like, oh, but maybe if anyone's going to do it at South, it's like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. You nah, can't win, nah. but you can't win a comp if you're shit defensively. Yeah. And which 50 they points are. is attitude. 50 points is attitude. 100%, mate. They don't have the right attitude. Now, the red card high, the yellow card high tackle situation is obviously still rolling along. Victor Adley got sent off twice, or Simbin twice, I would, uh, I would argue that if you get two yellow cards, that's a red. I thought that was like the soccer fucking thing. But you don't. But the difference is you don't go off if you get a yellow card in soccer. True. 
True. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you stay on the paddock. I don't, like, I think that some of those were soft with Victor. One of them certainly wasn't. One of them, I think, the one where he hit Pangai Jr. in the fucking head, it was like, well, you hit him in the head. The one where he was doing... Did he get it, sent off for jumping into... Albert Kelly. Albert Kelly. Shout out to Albert Kelly. Great return to the game. Yeah, he did. And he got put on report four fucking times. I don't know, dude. I, found, I find now that I watch the game... Just perpetually anxious that one of my players is going to hit someone high. Like, that's watching the Manly game yesterday. Like, that was all I was thinking about. I was like, fuck, please don't hit someone high. And there were a bunch of them where they probably did and just got away with it. Or, like, mm. you know, a big body's running like at DCE. DCE got away with a couple, I think. Like, in a big fella running at him and he just sort of tries to wrap them up because you don't want to They get seem to be a little bit more lenient. In our game, in terms of the send-offs. Like, there was a couple of clippings of the head where I was like, ooh. They just, and they just gave him penalties. They just I gave him like penalties, which was fine. They were all in report, I though. heard an idea, and I'm trying to remember who the fuck said it. I it was think, Robinson. No, 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 no. I think this was uh, Jordan Simi of YKTR fame mm. saying this as an idea. If you were to... In, like, instead of red carding someone, right? Like, if you get a red card early in the game, the game's over. Mm. If you get, like, if they're off, the game is fucked. But whether you were to go, instead of giving someone a red card, or you could give someone a red card, right? Then they go off for 10 minutes. Well, they go off, and then after 10 minutes, you're allowed a reserve on, but you're playing one man down. As opposed to just having the team be one man down for the rest of the game on the field. They're just down across. So they get penalised for 10 minutes where they don't have that player. And that's a significant advantage. And then they have 13 on the field, but three, three on, on the, the bench. Field, but three on the bench. That's what they were doing in the Super Rugby. I don't think they're doing it in the Trans-Tasman comp, but in the Australian one before this, they were doing red cards was... I think it might have been 20 minutes then you can bring a different player back on because they were at a further point along to where the NRL is now because yeah. they have had this rule of like any contact with the head is an immediate yellow or yeah. if it's bad, it's a red. And they were like, oh no, we're losing too many like players during the game so we need to make it a more fair contest. Yeah. And that's what they did. Yeah. I think that's a fucking... I think that's a reasonable... That's for red cards though. Mm. I don't think that's a reasonable solution mm. to try. But the yellow card thing, I'm like, are they just giving them out still too willy-nilly? I get protecting your head, but I'm just trying to work out if yellow cards... Ten minutes is a long time. Yeah. I'd feel better about it if it was five. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But then I'm kind of going, well, what's the point, though? Like, if you're trying to protect the head, it doesn't really mm. matter. Like, if they... I don't... Five, do you, five could be, like, literally one or two sets you get with the ball, which I feel like isn't much. Yeah, but in, the, but in the game, we were like, you know... Unless you wipe someone out for the game, like if you put a hit on someone and they aren't, they, they've got to go off the field because they're injured. But then again, how the fuck do you police that? Because someone could go off as the free interchange because you put on report. It's like they'll come back. But I don't know. It just, it's, a diff, it's a fucking difficult one. I think everyone agrees that you need to be getting them out of the game, the head highs. But I just am like... I don't want to be sitting around in a constant state of anxiety watching the game that, like, someone's going to go high and get binned for 10 minutes. I just... Mm. Now, obviously, if you are the Manly Seagulls and you lose Carl Lawton, shout out to Carl, who we always knew was going to be a success at the club. Um, he 
scores a try, then gets binned for a high shot, and Manly don't concede any points because we've got fucking defence directly from the gates of hell. So elite. Um, you know, but most clubs aren't like Manly. So if you lose a player for 10 minutes, you're fucked. Generally speaking, Generally speaking. 100%. Like, who was it on, was it Thursday night when the cows were up 16-0? Then I think they had two men go to the fucking bin. I can't I remember. Tom Alolo went and someone else went. That's but the problem. If you've got like multiple yellow cards on a side, you're, like you're completely just, fucked. It just then, seems stupid. Because then Newcastle, the worst club of all time, no offense, just going off current form. Yeah. They came back and were up 20 to 16, I think, because of the two men in the bin. They just piled on the points. Like, if you've got more than one man in the bin, even one, but if you've got more than one, you are fucked. It's impossible to yeah. defend. What the fuck are you meant to do? You can't do anything. No. So I know what you mean in terms of living in like perpetual fear. It's crazy though. It's, like, especially if you're like hanging on to a close lead or it's it's getting really tight. You're like, if we lose someone here, it's over. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot riding on it and I understand what the NRL is trying to do. It's trying to bring people low. We've talked about this. Do you reckon that's been the most said sentence over the last two weeks? I know what the NRL's trying yeah. to do. Everyone's like... Exactly. But they're in the transition period, which we're now in. We don't know how long the transition period is going to take. It might be six months. It might be a couple of years. Knowing some leagueies, it may, it may well be decades. But it does put your heart in your mouth when these players are slowly adapting to changes. Yeah. Now... From what I've seen already, there's quite a few players still not not adapting at all. Well, I mean, I actually, it'd be interesting to know. Cherry many- Evans yesterday jumped up and into someone's head. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. It's crazy. Has he not got the memo that everyone else has got and that would have been drilled into but them? See, but that would be those things as well, though, like... Maybe like muscle memory where it's like you just got some monster running at you. I can't imagine what it would be like having fucking Junior Paulo running at me and going, oh, well, I can go under his legs, which are the biggest things that anyone's ever seen, or I'm just going to go and try and wrap the ball up because that's less terrifying. It's the lesser of two evils. And i am just got a split second to react. I'm not saying it's, you know, whatever. I, I think that he got away with some cherry. He got penalised and I was like, Heart and mouth going, if you fucking give our halfback 10 in the bin, I'm going to be fucking devastated. Mm. And thank God, whoever you are up there, it didn't happen. But it's just a bit of a shit show. And I love, we love PVL. And the thing that I find fucking crazy is how fickle the rugby league fan is. Like after everything that motherfucker has done for the game of rugby league to get us back last year, and what he's trying to do now, it might be a bit clunky, but it's in the like pursuit of making players safe. It is clunk. It's clunky. It's clunky as fuck, and I think everyone can acknowledge that. I think he'd probably acknowledge that. He'd be like, "Listen, this isn't an ideal solution, but it's you got to fucking. There's no good time to stamp out. There's a, there's a better time, but there's no good time to maybe change it. Mm. But it's definitely clunky. But it's like this is what you got to do. This is what you got to do now." Does that mean that they need to – they can't, like, change what they've done a little bit? 
take you know go all right this is still what we're trying to do but maybe we can we're learning on the run as opposed to going no this is the only way it's going to be because origin will get fucked by it and a grand final or something will get fucked by it and you're just like oh god well origin one's going to be very interesting like if you lose a player in origin geez like they're so elite that they'll, they'll, they'll exploit it straight yeah. away but, I mean, you saw yesterday as well, though, you saw how it can be done, and that was Jakey T just snapping cunts. <laughs> Jakey T snapping motherfuckers in his 150th game. Congrats, brah. Snapping motherfuckers in half. Like, that's how you is do that, it. Is that how you get out of it, you reckon? Snap. You snap cunts. That's the way you do it. You go... Are oh, you a man down? Yeah, yeah. Just go snap. Yeah, it's all right. We'll just go and snap some motherfuckers. That's fine. So you look to Jake, who goes low and snaps. Goes low and go, go, goes. He's not, he's, I mean, he went off yesterday. What was that for, though? Was that Ruck infringement? Professional foul. Yeah, professional foul. He was just fucking running quicker than Clint Gutson, and, you know, they couldn't handle his speed. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Um, But, yeah, so that's, the, the tackle thing's been weird, but, and it's surely the only reason the Broncos won that game. The Roosters didn't play well, but... I didn't watch the game, to be honest. I did, and the Roosters... Like, I watched parts. Didn't play well, but, I mean, the Broncos... And the Broncos did all right. It's funny with the Broncos, right? Like, we shit on them. They're a big bunch of losers. Fuck Brisbane. But they do have good players who just don't play very well. Victor Inflictor has ruled himself out of Origin 1. He's done... Uh, Angus Crichton could be out, could be out, which is not ideal for people that like to wear blue. No, have we got any other potential outs, Dave, on the Origin front? I mean, punters and dribblers. I feel like it might be the right time to talk about it just briefly. Mm. Origin around the corner. Yeah, New South Wales couldn't look hotter. I don't think. No, we're we're fucking ready to rip. What are you What are you thinking in terms of your six, Tom? Has Jerome done enough? Because Jack Whiten probably hasn't. No, Jackie Boy hasn't. Jackie Boy hasn't. No disrespect to Jackie Boy, but Jackie Boy hasn't. Now, Latrell's been out for four weeks, and he didn't do much when he came back. But, I mean, Trell, Tommy in the centres, Adokar, To'o on the wings, Teddy at the fullback, Cleary, Luai in the halves, front row, Paulo, Gillard, Haas and Asaya Fidi in there for good measure. Sounds about right. Back Cook rowers, at nine. Angus Crichton, Jakey Turbs, Tyson Frizzell, Bench. I don't Pappenhausen. Think, I don't think he's going to be back in time. No, not for game one. Uh, uh, Joshy Schuster then, if you're going off Spud Carroll's fucking predictions. I'd put Schuster in there. Why I'd put not? Josh in there. First blind player to play Origin. Play in the back row. He can yeah. play. He can play center. Play he can play in the halves. Fucking I play lock. No, why not? Why not? It makes a lot of sense. Smokey actually, Smokey Bolter. Smokey Bolter for Origin. Put him in. Give him a run. Yeah. Love that. Um, I think Cleary steps up. I think this is his series. Has to be. I think Dude, he's the first player in NRL history to score twenty-eight points in back-to-back weeks. There you go. It's his series. Mick his Ennis, series. who. I respect, I like Mick. I like Mick. But he's not like a Joey John saying this, but he says it's the best he's ever seen a halfback play. As good as, not the best, as good as. Mick says that a lot. 
about players. Yeah, Mick doesn't mind some high Mick said Mick said that a couple of times this season. Yeah. Tommy's the best that fullback's ever played, he's ever seen. Yeah. He loves hyperbole, Mick. Yeah, he, he trades does. in it, which is great because I trade in it too. So I recognise hyperbole when I when you see it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And Mick loves it. Mick's a good man, and he, I like him on the old the the old broadcast. But he certainly drips in hyperbole. So as we said last week, Cam Bancroft, one of the great turncoats in fucking Australian sporting history, um, basically said that the bowlers knew about the old ball tampering, which is like as we said last week. Hey, hey, Cam, shut the fuck up, bro. Stop talking about it. We all know that some shit probably went down that no one wants to... Let it go, mate. You've already taken the wraps. Just shut the fuck up. Now, the bowlers have had to come out. The quartet. Lion, Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins. The quartet, Tom. The quartet. The Aussie quartet. The Aussie quartet. You know who the fuck we're talking about? They're the most feared quartet in all, all cricket. In all cricket. In all sport. Um, they were like... Can you find, actually, Dave, can you find their statement? It's probably worth reading. Yeah. Um, the one where they said, so I think they're frustrated that it keeps, I don't know, uh, that's what Tim Payne said. Sorry. No, no, no. We need the, um, the, the press release from the bowlers. Yeah. I'll get it. Oh, right, here's the statement. Strongly worded statement. Here we go. This just took me to the same article. Worst Dioring in history, is it? He is. Could be up there. Is it? Is it the worst Dioring? Um, he's. He's like. He's not himself. No. We'll give him. We'll give him grace because of the because of the big because of the length of the lunch. Yeah, the lunch was so long. It's clearly affected Dior's ability to do his job, mm. which is Dior. Mm. He right. gets one grace, yeah. and yeah. it's currently been used. Yeah, he's just used it. All right, just so. then. Thanks, thanks for filling the time. I've got it now. So they said, we pride ourselves on our honesty. So it's been disappointing to see that our integrity has been questioned by some journalists and past players in recent days in Strong. regards to the Cape Town test of 2018. Strong. Said, we did not know a foreign substance was taken onto the field to alter the condition of the ball until we saw the images on the big screen. Um, the group notes that the umpires who inspected the ball after the TV images did not change the ball involved because there was no sign of damage. Great point. Um, we respectfully request an end to the rumor mongering and innuendo. It's gone on too long, and it's time to move on. I want to start here now. Pass player, they use the term pass player. Now, and pass player. We've already play again. we already came out and bashed Cam for what he did. Now I don't think there was any other course of action other than to do that. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of water going to the bridge since the Cape Town incident, which was in like what 2018, 2019. Time flies. 18. It was a fucking long time ago. It was three years ago. And bringing up something that happened three years ago, like if you're in a relationship and you you fuck up, right, and your missus brings up three years later, you're like, when is this going to end? At what point do you just forgive me and we move on? Because you have, like, I thought we'd moved on. We're still together. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? We agreed. I apologised. We've moved on. You know, we've got back to fucking playing cricket. That's what I thought. Now, Cam, you'd be in the side if if you'd scored enough runs to be in it. Look at Steve Smith. You know? So... Like, let's start there. You coming out three years later and bashing the quartet saying, oh, they fucking knew about it and shit. It's like, what are you trying to fucking achieve, bro? What are you doing, dude? 
Now, that is uh, what I liked about that statement is they go, they didn't even change the fucking ball because there was nothing wrong with it. Let's call a spade a spade. Cameron Bancroft's uh, his use of the of the sandpaper was wasn't even good. It wasn't up to scratch. No. Even his ability to affect the ball was pretty fucking ordinary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because nothing happened. Nothing seemed to work. Nothing that you did there worked, Cam. Now, who knows if anyone else knew? But they say they didn't, and that's all that matters. But Hey, listen, I trust them more than I trust you. Look, I'm, Cam. Look I think in my heart of hearts, I think that everyone knew. But... That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about, Cam, is you coming up and trying to throw players three years later under the bus. I don't know why. Why? You're the one that got caught on camera with the sandpaper, right? In an Ashes year, Cameron. But that's but like that's why you're in the shit. Mm. Steve Smith in the shit because he was skipper. Dave in the shit because he told you to do it. Like, that's where we leave it. Yeah. We don't need to be like, oh, he knew and he knew and he knew. It's like, what are you... What, is this like are you we, just got fucking caught stealing some bloke's apple in the fucking playground and now you're trying to blame everyone else? Do we want to ruin our entire cricket team? What the fuck? Well, but what are you talking about? Like, if you got caught stealing a chick's lunchbox or a guy's because it was full of delectable goodies like Dunkaroos and shit... <laughs> If you're the one that's doing it and it was his idea, you can't turn around and go, oh, but he knew. Well, that's it. It's, well, they're, not, they're, they're, they're complicit in the – but if I start eating the Dunkaroos, though, you steal it, but I eat the Dunkaroos and I knew you took them, then I'm complicit in the thievery. So I guess that what they're saying is if the bowlers bowled with the tampered ball knowing it was tampered, they are eating the Dunkaroos. No, no, but what actually happened is he comes over, Bancroft, with this lunchbox he's stolen – under the guise of it being full of Dunkaroos, he opens it up. It's fucking, there's, there's nothing but bloody, you know, cut up apple in there. And they're like, I'm not eating that. That's, so that's not, you told me Dunkaroos. Yeah, I was promised Dunkaroos. I oh, swinging nut. And I was given cut up apple and fucking celery. But did they know Dunkaroos were going to, like, if Dunkaroos were promised, then they know the nut was going to swing. Why was it not going to swing? Because the Dunkaroos were going to be stolen. But they weren't given Dunkaroos. Yeah, but I'm just, well, listen. All so, I'm boy, so what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, because there were no Dunkaroos, they didn't eat them. There's no proof that fucking they had any idea because they, they, they didn't eat the Dunkaroos. No, if the nuts started swinging all of a sudden. That's Dunkaroo. That's Dunkaroo. You'd be like, ooh, okay, something okay, going on here. okay, there's something up here. And then, and then, and then you, and then you know, and then you look over at your mate and you give him a wink and you go, "She moving, thanks, bro. She moving, thanks to the Dunkaroos. Who'd you steal them from? Yeah, that's not what happened. Now. More importantly than that, we are in an Ashes year, which people seem to forget about. It is an Ashes year. What's the Ashes? Uh, I don't know. Probably the most important fucking Sporting contest context. on the planet since the inception of life itself. That important. It's what, it's what, it's, it's, if we don't win the Ashes, the nation mourns until the next one's played. Yeah, especially in our own country. And it's that's you best believe she in Australia this year. And you best believe Cricket Australia's been listening to us because they moved the fifth test into mid-January, which we've been calling for for the past four years. So oh yeah. Uh, where, where do you reckon? Where do you reckon Cricket Australia got that idea from? Yeah, moving one of the tests to middle of January. Yeah. Where'd they get that from? I don't know, Eddie. I don't know. What I do know is that now Cam Bancroft's come out and fucked everything. Then Pup Michael Clark's jumped on board and he's saying, it's like, can we fucking save this rhetoric for the Poms? Let them talk shit about us. We need to circle the wagons and 
fucking tighten everything up so that we can win the Ashes. Did I hear you, like, was Fitzsimons trying to call out Tubby Taylor? No, I was listening to Sports Sunday clip, uh, but Fitzsimons was asking, like, do they know? He was like, is it a bleeding obvious question here? Did the bowlers know? Did the bowlers know? Tubby's like, I think it's bleeding obvious they didn't know. Circling the wagons there, Tubby, I like it. Uh, because they said they didn't know. That's that was No, nice. and because the ball was in tip-top nick. Yeah, the ball was not in Dunkaroo nick by any means. No, it wasn't. It was apple and celery nick. Apple and celery nick. Um, so, listen, as we said, the, the, the yarn now continues. I did read an interesting article from, I believe, Malcolm Knox of the Sydney Morning Herald fame, who I don't mind his cricket uh, writing. Yeah, I don't mind Malcolm. Um, but basically just saying that this is like this issue is like the 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 zombie that cricket Australia fucking didn't kill when they should have and it was like by just, how would they have killed it well by shining a light on every cracking crevice of the team and just getting it out getting everything out in the open basically purging of information who knew who didn't interviewing people getting people to come out and like speak honestly like Bancroft fucking Warner like none of them actually ever told us what happened you know what I mean like so there's always still innuendo, and it's like this was only ever going to be. Dave didn't head. acknowledge it at all. No. Well, a smudge sort of did. Well, like they did. They were all there crying at their own personal press conference, but like this was, there was no like, there was just like kind of apologies, whereas Dave wasn't like, yeah, this is what I did. This is what I, this is what happened. This is when it was formulated. Yeah. This is where we got the sandpaper and from. And like some people think that it's, I think even in that article, Malcolm Knox goes, since, since fucking. He was like, since Sandpaper Gate, a ball hasn't reverse swung in world cricket, essentially saying that, like, every team's been doing it, and now that Australia got caught and how fucking heavy it was, they were like, no one's doing it. And they were saying that it would have been better for these players to have come out and been like, yes, we did it. This is how long we've been doing it for. Every fucking team's been doing it. A ball hasn't reverse swung since. Is that what you're saying? That's what he said in the article. I don't know if that's fucking true or not. I don't know how true that is, whether that is a bit of Mick Ennis hyperbole. Probably a little bit. Surely a bit of Mick in there. Surely think. a bit of Mick in that one. But, um, you know, it's interesting. And so he's saying that that's why it's a zombie, if they just fucking purged themselves. But they couldn't because we wouldn't have anyone left. Yeah. It would have been tough. What is that like? Well, cut- but maybe you don't fucking suspend your bowlers for... If they knew but they didn't do it, maybe you don't suspend them forever. You just go, well, they knew but they didn't do it. They bowled with it. They bowled with Dunkaroos, sure, but they didn't. They didn't steal the Dunkaroos. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. What? But I, I still think there's been t- too much time has gone by for us to be addressing this now in an Ashes year. It's May. Yeah. The Ashes starts in the first week of December. Yeah, that's why it's fucking Bancroft's fault, and and he deserves to be locked up. I know that might seem a little hyperbolic, a little bit, you know, a little bit Mick. But lock him up. Certainly to be, like, metaphorically gagged. You know, like that, Man in the Iron you know. Mask, Leo DiCaprio, where he plays twins and he's got a twin brother. It's, it's probably, like, the only Leo movie you haven't seen. I haven't seen it. Crazy. So Leo, young Leo, hot Leo, probably just post-Titanic Leo. Uh, there's a king of... where uh, It's almost like Three Musketeers-y in that it is because there's D'Artagnan and all them. Leo, a mad king, he also has a twin brother who he puts an iron mask on and locks away in a cell so that no one knows he is the brother of the king. And he's been in there like his whole life. 
Then it turns out I think one of the musketeers is actually his dad gets him out. I'm just saying we put a mask on Bancroft and we lock him away. <laughs> like an iron mask. I don't see why not. I would wh- – where, where is Cameron getting off by – Saying all this now, I thought he was like a, and not in the year after it or the six I thought he months was after. Like a full blown yogi, like make peace with life and shit, you know. And that's no disrespect to yoga. I'm a, I'm a yoga fan, but I just thought he was a bit more like you know he was om in his way to fucking in a peace. He was oming. Maybe the oms didn't work. <sighs> well, he fucking spoke maybe he omed like and he omed and he omed and mate, he got enough photo opportunity of him doing fucking oms on rocks and fucking next to water, and you're like, okay, this guy's fucking he's omen. The now om- he's over in bloody London. What I'm saying is maybe the OMS didn't heal him the way that he thought they might. Well, what I, But what I am also saying is he's clearly got it in for someone or some or – a, or, or, a, or he's just the dumbest cunt and he just – it was like slip of the tongue. Do you reckon? Potentially. Maybe. Potentially. That's like true. Like it could have been like a, oh, you know, uh, like, yeah, what do you reckon? Ha, 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 ha. And then he's gone, fuck, probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah, okay. But, Benefit of the doubt. Well, no, we're locking him up because it's too late now. So it's too late. But you're giving him the benefit of the day. Like, I'm saying that maybe you weren't being as malicious as uh, we, the, the vibe that everyone's getting. It's not murder, but it's certainly manslaughter. It's manslaughter. We're going to have to lock you up. Sorry, dude. It's, uh, it's too late for that now. Jojo. It's too late. And I can't wait for you to, to be... Because uh, I know uh, about you uh, and, and I wonder how I bought, I bought all the life. You say that you would treat me right. Me right. You was just a waste of time. time. Waste of time. So, Shout out to Jojo. Do you know that song, Dior? Nah. You don't know everyone from our fucking generation, no, 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 mate. Jo- I mean, but Jojo is like when we were 13, 12 years old, he was... I don't know if he was even born... He's on the t- he's on the teat. He might have still been on the bird, mm. which, as we said earlier, better than being on an energy drink at that age. Yes, correct. So I think JoJo's a woman. No shit, Dave. Uh, you were just saying he. No. So no, he as in you. Oh me. Okay. Where does that leave us, punters and dribblers, in an Ashes year in May? Well, it leaves us in a position that is not ideal. Yep. But when you have a quartet as feared and as vicious as the one we have, and you've got the greatest since Don and Steve Smith ready to rip and tear in Yahoo for the nation, I feel okay. On our own track. It's a blip. I'll remind those listening along at home, 5-0, 5-0, 4-0. No, 5-0 loss, 5-0, 4-0. Yeah. But still. And essentially the only reason 5-0 wasn't recent was because the MCC can't make a pitch. Yeah, yeah, they let us all down. Yeah, there, let- should be, there should be three 5 nilers in the last four trips. Mm. They're numbers that I like. They're numbers that I can get behind. We will ash- we'll open again so that the schedule's out. We open in uh, Adelaide. I oh, know, at Brisbane, rather. Then we go to Adelaide for the day-nighter. Then we nip across to Melbourne, up to Sydney, and then across... And finishing uh, at in Perth, which yeah. I quite like. I like that. Well, it's perfect for us as well. Mm. Finishing with that day night vibe. Yeah. For the Eastern Seaboard, for you Western Australians, of which we are developing a serious following over there, it'll just be a normal test for you guys. But it'll be a great test because it'll be because it'll be a five nil. It'll be a five nil. So I'm pumped for that. I'm yeah. fucking dripping for yeah. that. Shout out to Phil Mickelson who just won the US PGA Championship. 
Um, he becomes the oldest major winner of all time. That's crazy. 50 years of age. I old Obviously, lefty. that is old. I just – that is obviously old. I didn't think that, that – I thought – I would have thought there would have been someone older. He's in good nick for 50, though. He's in great nick for 50. And, the, and like, the old bulls taking on the young hot boys. Like, mm. it gets tough. Did Brooks come second? Yeah, he did. Did we boots Brooks on about even? Can't remember. I don't think we did. Should have. So shout out to Phil. Shout out to the old boys still getting it done. King still of the calves. Still showing them how it's done. I think that's six majors for Phil, which is not a bad knock. It's a great knock. About forty-five PGA Tour wins. That's I a think. fucking phenomenal knock. Something like that. Pretty impressive. Tom, Eddie, Dior, it's the Stats Man back with a quick question for you all. Like many fellow dribblers and driblets, I've had a few dribbles that have made it onto the show and a few that haven't. So I was just wondering, what pre-screening, if any, do you do with the dribbler hotline before the chosen ones get played? Do you kill everything over 90 seconds without reviewing them? Is it a lucky dip of truly random selection? Or is D or Dave forced to listen to six hours of utter dribble as penance for being a turncoat and selects the best few? Be seen. Stats man, how are you? Now, I think this is a problem that a lot of dribblers uh, have to come to grips with. I think they get a lot of head noise. Sometimes they'll send in a dribble and they'll be like, wait, why wasn't mine played? We listen to every single one of them live and then we just edit out the shit ones. Mm, sort of. That's half true. Yeah. If it's been a long podcast and there's been four hours of dribble already and we see that yours is over 90 seconds, you get killed immediately. Yes. You don't even listen to it. No. It could be the best dribble of all time. Yeah, that's true. So if you want to get in, you need to, you need to tick a couple of boxes. If you keep it under 90 seconds, it it'll, will get, be listened it'll get listened to. If it's shit, it won't get played. If you're fucking blind drunk, making no sense at all, it probably won't get played. No, if you're blind drunk and it's funny, it'll get played. Yeah, but if it's shit, yeah. If you're making like really sexist, derogatory remarks, yeah. then uh, guess what, bruh? You're not getting not played. Not getting played. Um, but yeah, if you are over ninety seconds, there's a chance you'll get over. But if we've had a long day and we're towards the end of the podcast, and there's something that's over ninety seconds. And not by much. We'll fucking if it, it could be if it could be ninety one. Yeah, but we're not in the mood. <laughs> um. So listen, we keep the rules. You know the rules. YKTR, dudes. What the fuck? Ninety seconds. You know. Them. Tom, Eddie, Dio, Dave, P's and D's. Mister Fight Night Dribbler here. Just want to listen to the podcast. Um. Just heard the dribble from Mr. Christy Eminem, wanker. Anyway, just want to call out him, call him out. Um, I want you boys to hold a uh, fight night for the dribblers and dribblets, if you like. You know, just have a charity match. All proceeds go to dribble and yarn, obviously. Just want to say, it doesn't matter where you're from. It's about who you go for and who you love. I was born in Brett Penrith, still here. I'm a diehard canola fan. Doesn't matter. You're fucking definitely a DMC wanker. Just want to um, call him out. Fight night. Me and you. Three rounds. 15 minutes. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. I'll put you to sleep. Just like the dragons and tigers. Never make top eight. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Um, Fun, we've actually got a funny venue that you could hold fight nights at. Where? 
at the um, oh same place yeah, as the origin. Yeah, yeah. You could definitely hold fight nights. No, but like there was there's a ring there. Oh, in the photos. Right. What are you talking about? Of course, that's not a fucking. You know what? Back pocket. We have spoken about doing fight nights before, um, and I appreciate that you want to take on crispy Eminem dribbler. Who look, he got roasted beyond anything I think he even expected last week for questioning our allegiances to Manly. Um, but yeah, look, I'd, I'd happily. I don't look. I didn't get the vibe from the old crispy Eminem dribbler that he'd want to go and get in the ring. It's worth. It's oh, look exactly, but, we'll but it's worth considering. It. Yep. We're not saying no. No, we're not. Let's move on. Shout out to Chris Eminem Dribbler. G'day, P's and D's and boys. It's uh, the big horse dribbler here of uh, Matrix 2 and Swanton fame. Listen, um, the big fella Swanton is having a baby in a couple of weeks. And um, we don't know the sex of the baby yet. I thought perhaps a great opportunity for um, you guys to reach out to your new sponsor, Bluebet and um, get a market happening for the sex of the baby. Um, you know, rough plans at the moment, but I think, you know, get the market happening, everyone jumps on. Swanee, the time comes, he goes to the hospital, nervous as, and he's down there, down the end, watching it happen. Obviously, then he goes live on your Instagram, and um, sex of the baby comes out, bang. We all know, then winners, winners, losers can fuck off. I uh, just saw it a great opportunity to create some synergy with Bluebat and one of the the hotline boys, Swanton, two and hunting fame. Like, it's sort of too good to be missed, you know. Uh, baby's coming in a couple of weeks. I might have to get a wriggle on. Anyway, dragons forever, manly never. Look, I don't hate the idea. I don't know if uh, Bluebat get on board the uh, gender reveal market. A lot of money to be made in gender reveals. There is. It might be a little bit late, given that the baby's due in the next couple of weeks. But, but look, the team at Bluebet definitely listening to this. I like where your head's at, though. Mm. I like I like where your head's at. I think that that train of thought is exactly what we need in terms of opening up. You know, the 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 plethora of exotic markets that exist. Yeah, I'm into it. Um, I'm going to just make a mental note of that. Yeah, exactly. We won't be doing it for Swanton. Probably not, unless Bluebeck get in touch and just go, all right, we've got a Dolanani girl boy. Could do it for you, though. Could do it for me in October. That's not a bad shout. We could do a bloody a market on what I'm going to have. Well, that would probably make more sense than Swanton. With the greatest respect to Swanton, who is a fantastic man, and congratulations, but it does give Bluebeck a little bit more time to get on board with the Burmo baby market. I like the Burma baby market a lot. That's pretty funny. Because you could, you could bet on the gender of the royal baby, couldn't you? You can bet on whatever the fuck you want. I know, but it's Sports like... Sports bet know. do them on the, like, the fucking weather and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we get Bluebet to do a market on my child. That's fucking hilarious. Um, we'll look into that. I think they'd say yes. Yeah. Um, well, look, we'll see. We'll, well, we'll definitely ask a question. Ask them. Definitely fucking ask them. 100%. All right, sweet. Save that one, Dave. Well done. Let's move on. Tom, Eddie, Dio, Dave. It's the uh, bread roll dribbler of calling out Roger Fabrice, aggressively average chat fame. Uh, I just thought I'd call in and see what uh, each of you like to put on bread rolls. Um, <laughs> you know, whether it be spag bowl, peanut butter and honey, 
Just want to know what your favourite go-to on a bread roll uh, meals are. Thanks, lads. See you soon. Good question. It's, on a bread roll? It depends what the bread roll it's is. Got it. Look, I, I think, don't mind a bit of roast chook on there. Yeah, I think the bread roll has to be, uh, if not this, then as close to this type of bread roll as possible, but like a Vietnamese bakery bread roll. Like they are, they're the bread roll by which all others are measured, in my humble opinion. Yeah, they're terrific. I, I, but I still like, you know, your classic, it's sort of a, it's like a dinner roll, but bigger. Like Do you know a, what I mean? Yeah, like a deli yeah. roll, kind of like small square. Yeah, yeah, soft. Yeah, like, yeah. like soft. Yeah, like one piece of like cold meat or some shit on there. Like yeah, could yeah. Fit on you could put pork Obviously. on there with a bit of chutney, dude. You get a fucking uh, Vietnamese pork roll again. It's Vietnamese bread rolls for me, but Vietnamese pork roll, roast chook, schnitzel roll, mm. schnitty roll and banh mi, deadly. Yeah, that's good stuff. Deadly schnitty rolls are fucking so dope. Shout out to pork and chutney. Yeah, just while I got ya. Yep. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out to Chutney. Shout just out. in general. Mate, Chutney, one of the great condiments of all time. And also... Yeah. Chutney also undefeated. Oh also, God, Chutney actually, is a town in New South Wales. Go to Chutney. My Have you been to bought, Chutney? I've never been to Chutney. You should go there and go to the Chutney Museum, dude. Yeah. 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 Museum dedicated nice. to Chutney yeah. in Chutney, New South Wales. It's about like the history of Chutney yeah. in Chutney. Yeah. Yeah. I I chutney a, was invented. I had a lovely Chutney on Saturday morning. I was feeling a bit worse for wear. And my mum, shout out Adrian, love you. Bought this lovely like onion jam type chutney thing, and okay. we had sausages and eggs with it, and like phenomenal, good stuff, good stuff. Where take, was it from? Take Do you it remember? To the next level. I don't know. It was just like in a jar, like a brand. So it was a lamb jam, was it? I don't think so. I've actually become, and you know, this screams to my new demographic that I'm entering into in terms of age and lifestyle. But obviously, bounced as fuck Saturday, so didn't go, and I also couldn't get a babysitter, but didn't go out. We stayed in. And had steak and fucking salad and chip for dinner. And I've now become a mustard connoisseur. Dude, mustard's like mm. a no-brainer. Dude, no, of course it's a no-brainer, but I had five different types of mustards and I was sampling them all and it was like, ooh, try the hot English. Ooh, try this fucking... But mustard and steak is, is age old. Yeah, I'm not trying to break new ground with mustard and steak. I think we know that. <laughs> what I am saying is that never in my life have I sat down for a Saturday night dinner and sampled five different mustards with the vigor that I did mm. on a bounced out Saturday. Mm. So we're talking chutneys, but I'm just thinking that like as you get a bit older and life becomes a little bit more docile, condiment appreciations go up. So send in your chutneys, please. Send in your fucking mustards. You can tell a lot from a man or woman by the condiments they keep. Mm-hmm. Keep your friends close. Keep your condiments closer. If you go into someone's home and you you know you sit down for like a barbecue or something, you're like okay, where are the condiments at? Like, oh, don't have any. Mm. I've just got tomato sauce. I'm like, okay, okay. So you just have tomato sauce. That's all you've got, or you've just got barbecue. I'm like, where are the mustards? Where yeah. are the chutneys? Yeah. What the fuck's going on here? Do you Where's have the like, lamb jam, bro? You've got like the the palate of a four year old child. Like you haven't tried. You're not trying. Also, you've clearly don't get gifts because chutney is one of the great gifts all time. It's just a nice and it's easy. Gift. Here you go, here's a chutney. You walk into a delicatessen and you go, "Where are the chutneys at, bro? Yeah. Chutneys are over there." You make a statement, a cultured statement. Yes, exactly. I have an advanced and developed and mature palate, mm. and I want to help you have the same that's right so i bought you a chutney mm. i bought you a, a boutique mustard yes maybe like a some sort of glaze you know yes. what i mean yeah, yeah yeah oh you don't have mint jelly 
<laughs> well, then I'm leaving. Thank you so much. What about tomato sauce, fridge or cupboard? Fridge, but I don't mind if it's in the cupboard. Doesn't I don't, bother yeah, me. Yeah, I don't care. Mm. Do what you want. I think ours is in the fridge currently at home, but I'm like, I but pr- it, it takes. Chutneys live in the fridge. Once they're open. yes, Chutney lives in a fridge. Chutney yeah. lives in the fridge. I will say that. I'll mustard double down on that. Not. Mustard, yeah, but mustard can, can live in the fridge. It can live in the fridge. It doesn't have to. I would say about the condiment game, mm. and this is just a thought of mine. Mm. I like to have many condiments. Same. Many ranges, varieties, yeah. flavors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, board. I'm of the opinion that if I have many, many mustards, many, many chutneys, I can't. I'm not going to pound one into the earth. I'm going to mix and match. So I put them in the fridge because they'll last longer. Mm-hmm. They're fresher for longer. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's not just one bottle of small no, no, sauce no. that's gone in a week. Here's the only mustard I have, and yep. then I'm just going to pound it. It's no. like no, I need multiple mustards, mm. multiple chutneys, multiple condiments. So I think, I think with with you know, if you view it through those optics, I think the fridge is a smarter call for long-term freshness. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But certainly for chutneys and shit, but I feel like mustard's in that keep in, in, in a cupboard. I don't, mm, I don't know what the shelf life so. is for mustard, Dave. I don't think so. Shelf life for mustards, interesting to know. Um, yeah. I'm a mustard in the fridge kind of guy. Again, I'm not against, uh, like some people are uh, almost uh, religious in their beliefs, beliefs around like... Ooh, this is interesting and not at all what I expected, but it says here, hang on, it says, if it's in the pantry, mustard is good to use for one to two years after it was bought. If it's in the refrigerator, that gets cut down to one year since it's opened. Wow. Okay, mind blown. Mind blown. How the fuck does that work? I'm going to have to find a second opinion because... That is news. That could just be a dribbler trying to defend his, well, sure, but his I mean, cupboard on her. Well, of course it could be, but it also seems like it, the first bit of information flew in the face of what we thought to be commonly held beliefs, and that's okay. I'm happy to be wrong. Yeah. Ooh, okay, we've got a – now this is the table we want. So every different kind of mustard, pantry, and fridge. And pantry is uh, – okay, no, but it says pantry unopened or fridge opened. Oh, well, then what, what the, the fuck, fuck are we that? talking about? We want to know opened. How long it, like, what, what makes it last the longest? A year's a good amount of time for a, nah, for a condiment to last. In the fridge. Yeah. yeah opened. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's solid. Good. That's a yeah. good amount of time. Yeah, no, I think it is, it is fridge. Everyone's just saying, yeah, no, no, leave no, no, it no, in the right. unopened, it won't go off for that Thanks, long. But dude. Oh, okay. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the jar's sealed, bro. What the fuck? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Eddie, Tom, Dior. P's and D's, on the blind side dribbler here. Just a question regarding the impending implosion of one Ricky Stewart down here in the nation's capital. I'm wondering, in an era of lacking of fuel resources to power this world, is there a way we can tap into the combustibility of Sir Ricky of Stewart and perhaps solve the world energy crisis? That would probably mean that the Raiders need to keep losing narrowly because he tends not to be so combustible when they win. But maybe it's food for thought. Anyway, up the milk. Be soon. Cheers, boys. Yep, look, certainly something to look into. Eddie, you know that um, we're a renewable energy podcast. Yes. We are, you know, long-term health of the planet sort of operators. Mm. So anything we can do to shine a light on potential new renewable opportun- uh, energy opportunities, mm-hmm. we will do. Yes. 
I would maybe argue Ricky Stewart, as he is a mortal man, might not be completely renewable, but I think there's a strong case that Ricky Stewart energy can be the missing link in the transition period that we need between non-renewable and renewable energy. Ricky, obviously not infinite. Ricky will die at some point, Mm. which means the energy source will run out. It is finite to a degree, but it doesn't damage the planet at all as long as it's harnessed correctly Mm. and he doesn't completely melt down. And And disposed of correctly. Yes. And it would appear to be incredibly fruitful. You know, there's no power shortages when it comes to Ricky combusting. No, no, it's it's true. You can rely on it. Mm. Great points. Great point. Great point. Great point. Everyone, great point. Great points everywhere. Um, sorry. Let's not pay attention to these fucking to this about even because it's just going to distract the fuck out of us. I know it's so distracting. Afterwards. Just wait till afterwards. Michael was pulling the shifty. Well, we don't know yet because you're saying you changed it on air on the sheet. We'll go and. I'm, so, I'm sure I said 13 plus. We'll consult. That's why I was so excited. We'll consult the, uh, Mate, the first, videos. First, it was him stealing someone else's like bet slip and ticket last week. Yeah, and now it's Michael. We'll Michael's upset that he's so far behind. That's, we'll I think, what we're looking at. Video. All right. All right, moving on. Yeah, Kev, how you going, mate? It's just Greg. Mate, in the morning, can you fucking pick Daniel up, mate? He's just rang me. He reckons he's done his hammy, having a run around at Oztag. The cunt couldn't run a bath. I know he wasn't running around at no Oztag paddock, so he's banging it on the car. He, he'd be out of fuel, that's all it is, but... Just let me know in the morning. Pick him up, 7.30. Let me know if he's got a limp and um, yeah, get back to me. Thanks, mate. Cheers. I mean, yeah, this is just like, this is the audience we've cultivated, right? This is just Dribbler Central. Make it that what you will. Well, that's just Dribbler Central. I'll you take that as a statement. I mean, you know, he, he, he or def- a comment. you listen to the voicemail that's way too long that hasn't been changed. No, it's a comment. I like it. I appreciated that. I didn't hate it. Play on. I didn't hate it. No. Boys, Undy Dribbler back again, another week. Um, just doing a little call out this week. I think your best interviews are when you have a full-on yarn. I think the Luke Bracey's, they were unbelievable. And you've talked about Hamish Street a lot. And we've heard that he's a yarn master. So I'm just calling him out. I think it's time to get him on the show. I want to hear what he has to say. And it'd be nice to hear... A long, long time friend of the show. Have a have a long, deep yarn about some of the old days when things had gone down. So, uh, Streety, get him on. I want to hear it. I'm not yeah. mad at that idea. I don't hate that idea either. It'd honestly have to be over a couple of podcasts probably as well. Well, it depends. Well, if you told all the yarns. Yeah. You'd probably, maybe you would record it in one humongous yarn and then chop it up. Street talk. Street, Street talk. talk. Mate, he's he's one of the most unique fucking motherfuckers you've ever met in your life. He's got the best stories, and they're all he, they all happen to him directly. Yeah, they all they're not they're not like stories that he's heard about people that all happen to him. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's the worst idea I've ever heard. No, I kind of don't. I like it. I like it a lot. We'll talk to Strudy and line that up. Maybe I think so. Yep. Let's move on. Good one though. Good great one. one. Great one. Tom, Eddie. Dave, how you going? Um, love your work. Long time, first time. It's the Tomsky dribbler here. Uh, just 
wanted to let you know I went into the public library last week with my young son and we took back 13 books and they have tube technology there now so that was sweet they only took two seconds anyway I digress the the question I have for you both uh, Eddie would you be willing to bet the L out of one one of your L's out of Lloyd and Tom one of your L's out of William on uh, New South Wales winning the State of Origin and uh, we'll take your L's and if we lose you can take our L yep Anyway, think on that. Queensland never. So you'd become QD. They'd be QD. And I'd be a 3L Lloyd. I'd be a 3L William. Happy to, happy to do that. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. I actually don't need two L's. Well, I've got an L to fucking spare. I've got work 100%. You know, what, you know what else? I'm going to have two L's to spare after this motherfucker. Yeah, we'll take that bet. 100%, not a problem. Battle for L's. But you will become... Queensland. 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 <laughs> Love it. Fuck, betting at one of the state's L's is huge. Yeah, dude, he's put that. I'm losing the L out of my middle name. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, neither. Is he, is he consulted with Palaszczuk in the Queensland fuck government? Fuck that. He's, he's made the call for the state. He's made the call for when the state. When we win, it needs to be changed on Wikipedia to Queensland. Yeah. Queensland. 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 Have you been to Queensland? All right, what a dumb bet that was. Yep. Fucking hell. We'll take you up on that one, bro. Sure, bro. Not a problem. Yeah, g'day, boys. Scotch and Coke here. Um, quick one. Would you rather spend an eternity in hell with whatever that would bring for you or spend 80 minutes listening to a rugby league game commentated solely by Blocker Roach and Brayton Astor? Thanks, boys. Be soon. Well, they're one and the same, aren't they? Because <laughs> that's the commentary you'd get in hell. <laughs> I don't find Brayton Astor as, as, like, fucking off-putting as everyone else. I don't know. I just don't – like, he doesn't annoy me. Blocker – and Blocker I've started to warm to as I've started to appreciate Blocker for what he is. Like, you're not going to get elite expert commentary from Blocker, but you are going to get – what you expect from Blocker, which is games gone soft, fucking, I would have punched him. That sort of rhetoric. It depends which, how you go into the game. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate an Astor. Blocker is... Blocker's a big day, but I am now on Team Blocker. We are, funnily enough... I do, I like, I like what Blocker brings. A dribbler's reached out to us about making the Tickle Me Blocker, and he's like, I reckon I can do it. And I was like... How's he going to do it? He hasn't fucking given me any info on that yet. I just said, how the fuck do you think you're going to do this? He goes, he thinks, he was like, the hardest part will get, be to get the quotes. I'm like, that'll be the easiest part. <laughs> Building a fucking tickle me blocker will be the hardest part. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, are you in the kid's toy game? It's like, nah. Mate, I think what you do is you find out who the fuck makes the Elmo ones or something similar and go, we want it to look like this bloke yeah. instead. But well, yes, yeah, certainly. Or you get a dribbler to do it and never have to talk to anyone. He's not. That's not going to happen. But I'm allowed. I'm happy to give a dribbler a shot. I mean, you think about these things that happen. Fucking. But you, I want more than one made. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the. That's well, the problem. I wonder though. I don't you, want one. I don't know whether you get into some sort of legal snafu with a fucking tickle me blocker. Like, is that? Are you stealing the idea? You know, it's t- is it like likeness tickle me fucking blocker? So who knows? But we certainly need one made very well. And then we'll look to, you know, get these things into the cots of every <laughs> child in the nation. 
Uh, good day to the uh, punters and the Drew Rivers. Uh, I just want to give a bit of a shout out to Alex Ironside. He actually got me onto this podcast. We're um, really good uh, family friends. Just uh, waving goodbye to my Uber driver. Um, yeah, Alex Ironside is a really good friend of mine. But um, hey, mate, I this is to Alex Ironside. I um, asked for a quote on my gutters, and you haven't got back to me yet. And I can't get through to him. Like through my phone number, so I thought I'd get through to him through the podcast. So if you guys could help me get onto Alex Einstein through Quote My Gutters, that'd be helpful. Love the podcast. Thank you guys. Legend. Bye. Uh, well, shout out to Alex Einstein, first and foremost, one of the uh, original Baggy Green members of the uh, Hello Sport 11. Um, I do like that this is becoming somewhat of like a switchboard for his plumbing business. <laughs> I would like Ironside to only respond to him through this podcast as to whether he is available to give him a quote. We need the quote from Ironside. No, we want the quote as well. We want the quote. We need the quote on the gutters. Um, So, yeah, I guess that's the ball's in your court now. We need the quote so that we can take our cut. Yeah, we are obviously going to take a clip of that. 30%. Yep. G'day boys, it's uh, the Galagenbone Dribbler sitting here and I'm just wondering what makes you harder than a horseshoe? Would you rather watch 05 Origin of Andrew Johns or uh, Glenn McGrath breaking KP's ribs? And what are we here watching? Carrier keep highlights and interview on great watch at four in the morning but <laughs> we'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, Red and Rexon. <laughs> Kerry O'Keefe interview highlights at <laughs> four in the morning is so fucking dribbly, dude. That is like, that's not even sport highlights. And I love Kerry O'Keefe. That's not a knock on Kerry. But to be watching Kerry O'Keefe interview highlights at four in the morning, like, fuck. Kerry's fucking great. I think that's hilarious. Kerry's great. But usually you're watching, you know, Lonro. Uh, or Thorpe, Hackett, Hackett, Thorpe. I mean, Thorpe um, and Hall, Hall and Thorpe. Lonro, 2004. That was your dad's line, was <laughs> Yeah, Lonro, 2004 Australian Cup. Fuck me, that's one of the great races of all time. Probably the best call, I reckon, ever. That's what I mean. Like, that's the shit you're watching at four in the morning. It's great emotional Miles. music. I, th- I honestly think it's the best call of all time. It's pretty good. It's pretty fucking good, punters, dribblers. Go listen to it again if you haven't. We have recommended that a few times on here, but go listen to it again. Uh, what did he say? Joey 05 or McGrath breaking KP's fucking... I mean, that's a very specific moment. You just want McGrath 05 or like... I would take... I would take... I'd take either, Joey. Yeah. Because Joey's the greatest of all time in his sport, whereas Pidge, whilst a great, isn't the greatest of all time. Well, he's the greatest quick of all time, but like, you know... Joey, the greatest in the... Yeah, but one's a moment. This is 80 minutes. Correct. I'd rather watch 80 minutes of Joey yeah. fucking carving them up. Than one moment of Pidge. Who ice... Pidge is at Bondi Markets every weekend if people want to go see him. Sunday's Bondi Markets selling his missus tie-dye clothes. Do you say g'day? I don't say g'day, no. I don't... Well, I think he's there to just bloody be a supportive husband, and I'm going to allow him to do that. Do I sometimes think about snapping a fucking video? Yes, I do, but then I think I'm 32. Do you ever feel the need to just go line and length? Say line and length, though. Line and length, yeah. Put it on a fucking five-cent piece, page. Do you ever ask him if any, like, elephants or animals were harmed in the making of his wife's clothes? Dave, 
Why elephants? Because he shot an elephant in Africa. Oh, yeah, fully. I forgot about that. That was Edge. Yeah. A blip. That was a blip on an, on an unblemished career. Yeah. Now, Move look, on. were there mitigating circumstances with that elephant trying to attack him? Who knows? Didn't seem like it, though. No, he looked pretty fucking stoked next to him. No, he looked, pretty, he, he looked pretty jacked. Yeah. It's just I couldn't do I, – I've never – I mean, I've like caught fish and shit, right? Like, and Bro, I get what like, the fuck? They're not the same. No, they're not thing. at all. That's what I'm saying. But like, you know, they're not like even I've, in the same universe. It's not like I've never killed an animal, but the elephants, bro. Idea what the fuck? of shooting a fucking elephant that is alive, and then you put a bullet into its head, and it is now just this dead mass on the ground. You're just like, what about that is fucking appealing? Like. Maybe, and hunting for food, different thing, I think, as well. Like, if you're out hunting, like, Rogan-esque, where you're hunting for fucking, like, elk meat that'll feed your family for 100 years. But just going and shooting an elephant in the head is fucking bonkers. And I also reckon, like, even if you're not hunting for food, like, hunting is a skill more so. Elephants don't seem like they take a lot of skill to actually hunt. They're huge, they, and they're and right they're there. And they're, yeah. yeah. So, like, you know. And I don't, I don't. I don't. I've never heard of people eating elephant. I think they do in the villages and shit. So there are some. There are some like uh, game reserves where they do kill like when there are elephants or giraffes, and they're the old bulls, like the older ones. And it actually they say is better for the overall health of the herd because these old bulls start killing younger ones when they get old and like testy. So there's like giraffes that are, start going black, like the color of their fur goes dark. They're like the older bulls. They get shot. So. When they do, then all of that meat goes to, like, the local villages and shit does feed people. But the fact that it's like, oi, we provide you the ability to go and kill a fucking elephant. Even though, like, it's going to a good use to a degree, it's like, that's cool, but, like, you still want to go and kill an elephant. That's the service that you're paying for, which to me is fucking mental. And it's like, it's like... It, the, 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 it's so unfairly weighted in your favour. You've got this fucking incredibly proficient rifle. that can hit them from fucking distance. This elephant won't even know it's coming. You're not punching on. No, exactly. Uh, that elephant would fuck you up in the ring, dude. Like, it'd take you down. And you didn't invent the rifle No, either. you've just gone, oh, here you go. Here's this high-powered rifle that I can hit this fucking elephant between the eyes from, like, a kilometre away. It's madness. It's complete madness. And then, like, yeah, I got it. And you're like, yeah. Now it's dead. And and you know what? If you didn't hit it cleanly, it's probably going to be in a fair bit of fucking pain and terror for mm. its final few moments. But also, like, you probably just keep following that thing around until you got it right. Well, that's it, right? You miss, and it's going to run. And then you're now this elephant's running for its life, and you're, like, fucking following it in, like... A jeep. A jeep through the bushes, just shooting at it, <laughs> blowing off bits of its legs because you can't fucking aim, and then you finally get up to it. Nah. See, I think what would be more fun... Like that. Nah. And, you know, all animals deserve to live and everything. But to in, a degree. In, in Cambodia, you can shoot a rocket launcher at a cow for 400 bucks. I think that's far more uh, ethical. <laughs> yeah. I've heard and just, of that. like, worth it and exciting. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty fucking out there. Look, yeah. with the greatest respect to cows everywhere, I'm far more um, comfortable with a cow being blown up by a rocket launcher than an elephant. That being said, I'm probably not going to do either. But I would, I would comfortably kill an animal for my own food. Mm. Anyway, 
Shout out to Pidge. Shout out to Pidge. Tom, Eddie, Dior, punters and dribblers. It's a stats man back for a rugby league dribble. You had a suspicion the other week that we're actually pretty close to a two-conference system already but just didn't know it, and it turns out you were right. A quick analysis shows that Manny plays all but three of the other Sydney teams twice in this year's comp. The Rabbits and the Eels play all but two of them twice, and the Panthers all but one of them twice. So it's not a huge change to formalise into two conferences where everyone plays the teams in their own conference twice. What is a bigger change is to have two ladders instead of just the one. There's always going to be one conference stronger than the other. And on current form at the moment, that would be the Sydney conference. Think Manly, Panthers, Roosters, Rabbitohs, Eels in the Sydney conference versus Storm and then Daylight plus two new clubs in the national conference. So assuming it is the top four from each conference who make the playoffs, you could have fifth in the Sydney Conference with a better win-loss record and missing the finals than fourth in the National Conference. That, for me, is the bigger question for St Peter to resolve when these changes are made, possibly by the use of a wildcard system. Be soon. Um, could you not just say Sydney teams are playing each other twice now? And not even fucking bother with the comp. Like you just that you just leave it like that. See so what Sydney teams play each other twice, and then only the other teams once. And then everyone that's not in Sydney plays each other twice, and then Sydney teams once, and then that's it. And you don't need to bring you don't bring in you don't need to bring in the fucking separate ladders and conferences and all that shit. But then you would say that if you are a non-Sydney team like the Storm, you have a fucking advantage because you're playing beaters twice as opposed to playing big dicks twice. Yeah, but like, same with like the Warriors, you know, the Cowboys, the Broncos, these teams. Yeah, but they're weak at the moment, but not. Always. But I'm saying that yeah, but they're they're going to be they're not going to be as strong as the Sydney teams, so they're going to be. How playing, do you know that? Well, most of the time, the like the Sydney most teams, of the time, the Sydney teams aren't that strong. I think it's clearly a stronger. Uh, it's a clearly a stronger. What's the word I'm looking for? Cohort. Cohort. Thank you, David. Uh, and if there is an advantage to not being in the Sydney competition because you're playing beaters most of the time. But they're already doing it. No one notices. That's my point. They're already, they already try and get as many fucking Sydney derbies as they can. Like, no one fucking notices. So what's the, like, what is, what's the problem? Look, I don't care as long as it doesn't fuck it up, whatever. Just don't fuck it. Just don't fuck it. That's all. But I'm saying to his point, the, the separate ladder thing I don't like. Because you don't want the fucking Broncos making the fucking top, you know, top eight or something. I get you, 100%. Going, mm. So I'm like saying that. leaving it the way it is and just being like, there's just an understanding that Sydney teams play each other twice for the derby aspect. Right, but, you know, again, that still unfairly weights for certain teams over others. Or you could say it unfairly affects the Sydney teams. You go, well, we're playing fucking hard teams more. Or it goes the other way and you go, well, the other guys are playing dead shit teams more. It depends on the strength of either Sydney, like either conference. Whoever the fuck the stronger conference is disadvantages one over the other. Yeah, but that would fluctuate. Doesn't matter. It's still them going to be going, this is bullshit. Yeah, but like, but it's luck though. 
Because at the moment, they're not going, whoop, uh, okay, so how's everyone going this year? Okay, you need to play this team so it's fair. Like, that's not how draws are done. No, exactly, but then also not that, but the draws aren't done, play these teams, play twice, and these teams play twice. It's more, it's, you know what I mean? Pretty much is. Pretty much is. Just no one notices. That's his point. Yeah, right. Well, shout out to the stats, man. I don't know what the fucking solution is there. Do what I said. <laughs> yeah, uh, g'day punters, dribblers, uh, boys. Um, this is the Soxdown dribbler here. Uh, just been thinking lately of the difference between the player who wears his socks up and socks down. Uh, the socks down sort of player just really seems to come with a, a toughness and backyard pizzazz, uh, such as you know your Latrell Mitchells, Greg Inglises, and recently uh, Suwali of uh, under 18s fame. Um, yeah, just wondering what you guys think about this. And uh, anyway, for year of the ambush, Broncos premiership soon. Thanks, boys. I think uh, if you're going to have your socks down, you got to know who you are as a player and as a man. Because <laughs> if you got your socks down and you're not and you're not sort of self-aware enough to know that like socks down comes with a certain amount of baggage and attention. Mm. Then you just look like a fuckwit. But if you play good, hard, honest rugby league football with your socks down, then people almost forget that you're even wearing socks. What happens if you just work so hard and make so many tackles? These socks come down of their own volition, as well, opposed to playing in short socks. socks. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If you, well, some of them play yeah. in those little anklet ones, I don't so know if they're playing be, in that or their socks are just down. No, you can tell. Some of them wear small socks. You would tell the difference between like a folded sock and a sock that's come down on its own. I and, am gonna have to hit up a rugby league player about that then, because I think that they're just socks down. I don't think the NRL issue ankle socks. Why not? Because I think that there is a uniform standard. Mm. This is the uniform. How do you know there's a uniform standard? I don't. That's my assumption. But like. That would make if sense. If there wasn't a uniform standard, then they'd be wearing then skate w- shoes. Then you wouldn't know which to who was. Why well, would they wear skate shoes? Because you know when you can tell that there's a school that doesn't have a uniform standard <laughs> as opposed to one that does, and if you don't have uniform standards at your school, you wear the most comfortable shit, and that is skate shoes and fucking baggy pants. Whereas if you're in a fucking school where the uniform standard is upheld, you've got to wear fucking your socks up and all that bullshit. I reckon some of the socks look smaller than others. That's my. I don't. I reckon. I reckon they do variations. I reckon they do ones that come up about halfway, and then they do the full puppies. That's what I. That's my feel. Well, this will we will find that out. And I would direct socks down dribbler to. One not. I'm not talking anklets. I'm talking. You're like just saying different sock ones. sizes. There's different yeah. sock sizes. Yeah. Mm. That's all we need to know. Yeah. Are there? Smaller socks for those not interested in having them up. Yes, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. Listen, don't know, but it's a good question. Mm. We will look into that one. As we said, if you're going to have your socks down, you best be fucking coming to play rugby league football. Eyes up footy. Eyes up footy. Draw attention to yourself, but on your own terms, as they say in the great film Wedding Crashes. But socks down dribbler, check out the first article I posted, which was all about this. That's right. On the Hello Sport website. So check that out. Going to be a few more articles coming up there pretty soon. There will be. Hello, this is um, the Broncos hater dribbler um, from the fane of the four hundred one seven. Listen, I've just got a got a got a question for yourself, um, Tom Eddie Dior. Hello again. Um, look. We've got a mate who is a Bronco supporter, right? 
diehard Broncos supporter, and we don't know what to do with him. With the greatest respect. With the greatest respect. Um, Loftier yeah. is not the go. JT is. But um, we need some help with our friend. We, we, he's a Broncos supporter, and we need to turn him like that Dior Dave cunt who's a fucking Melbourne turncoat. turncoat. We need to turn our mate into a turncoat because he's a Broncos supporter. Look, that's our, um, that's our question to you. Um, and uh, all I want to say is uh, this is uh, Ginger Dribbler from uh, Cowboys 2015 fame. Cowboys uh, 2015 fame. Still living off that. Uh, I just want to say this is more of a comment. Uh, Tom, Thursday Night King, Eddie, fucking keep your fucking... Keep it up, bruh. Go hard. Dior, keep Dioring. Yeah. Um, the question again... But also Dior, shut up. Dior, shut up. Uh, the question again... There with your fucking face. Fuck your birthday, Dior. Um, Happy birthday, Dior, The question Dior, again is we've got... A Bronco supporter here. We need to turn him. He's a yeah. fucking. He's a one-eyed Bronco supporter. Should we punch him in the nuts? What should we do? What do we do? Um, that's a question to us. I'm sure you got mates who are Bronco supporters. I hope not, but I'm sure you know some people. Beers soon. Beers soon. Um, Broncos premiership never, never. Cowboys premiership. This soon, has got to be longer than fucking Mills ninety seconds. Slowly coming into third place. Titans second. Manly thirteen plus. Always thirteen plus. Thirteen plus. Beers soon. So he wants us to critique their friends' support. He wants, I think he wants us to try and, like, how do you get someone to be a turncoat? I wouldn't know because I'm not a turncoat. Dave might be able to help, but I don't Dave, know how, how do you, you How do you become a turncoat? Like, did you wake up one day and say, and say to yourself, fuck, not a bad day to become a turncoat? Is that how it happened? It was a mate of mine who actually kind of talked me around to it. It was a Storm fan. Shout out to Addy. Um, Wait, did you go for someone else before that? I was like... I was I always watch more rugby union than league because that's what my family supported and I was always like you know a bit like I would watch the Roosters because I was from Sydney and most of my mates would go for the Roosters mm-hmm. but yeah so so you're a Roosters fan yeah you could say that but, but then you were like, very young though I was young and then I I clearly didn't know enough about the league hence I was a Roosters fan but you're more of a turncoat was, on your state I think than you are mm. yeah I don't consider you a club turncoat no yeah. You were okay. a young storm, like dick rider, heart, like you're a ball boy and shit. Like that's dedication. I don't see you as a turncoat there, even though you kind of are. But when it comes to the state situation, mm. you are one of the all-time, you know, Hall of Fame turncoats. Well, yeah, okay. So using that framework in terms of our dribbler friend here, the team, the Broncos team to him, which I feel like it almost is, just needs to become like unfamiliar and unrecognizable and unrelatable and there needs to be another team which is which for me was the queensland origin side having like 10 storm players every year which was like oh i'm gonna support this team because i watch these guys every week so so he just needs to go for a team that his broncos players have left and gone to well yeah but i don't like as a broncos fan at the moment are you i mean yeah they won on the weekend like well done but like before that, was anyone really like, oh, I'm emotionally attached to this team? If you've got turncoat tendencies, you're probably bailing on the Broncos anyway. When times get tough. Yeah. So, like, obviously the Broncos aren't going well now. So what Dave's saying is because the team's going shit, perfect opportunity to bounce. Mm. Yeah, this is the time to do it. So if he's not going to leave now... He probably won't. He probably won't, yeah. Also, shout out to Hamish Street, who is a... Big, and I put big in fucking quotation marks because he ain't really a Parramatta Eels fan talking a lot of shit the last week and then couldn't have been more quiet like a mouse. 
He was like a fucking church mouse yesterday. He didn't say an absolute word. And then when he, he finally did, he it did was go for Parramatta, and then he started going for bulldogs. the bunnies. No bulldog. Bulldogs, then bunnies when he lived in Redfern. No, and when they won the comp, I think yeah, it was well, probably a week, Fern. probably a week before the grand final. He started going for the bunnies. Now he's back on Parramatta. And, and he, but you can tell that he's like, I think he's now committed to Parramatta. Not that I'm justifying any of his turncoat behaviours, but he's like, you know, I was with him last week and he started like telling me some information about Parramatta's history that I was already aware of. And he's like, yeah, you know, like in the 80s, like they were, it was them and the Bulldogs and fucking, and I'm like, yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, you haven't won a comp since then though. He's like, yeah, no, yeah. He's like, I'm like, have you have you been Googling yeah, yeah, Parramatta? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, while I, I respect that. No, I can respect that. I can respect that. I just wanted to give him a shout out because he was quiet like a church mouse. <sighs> and also shout out to Laura the Stars Izzy Carey, who was out at the game yesterday. Uh, Parramatta fan, dejected, broken down. But I think we're going to go to the next game with him. We're going to get Brookie, Para V, uh, Manly at Brookvale. Sounds good. Boys, Undy Dribbler here. It's uh, golden hour. I'm washing the van. I'm having an amazing time. Headphones in and listen back to the catalogs. Listen to uh, episode 209. And uh, the old sleep dribbler from some backyard paddock in the back of New Zealand has called up and left one of the all-time great brain fart dribbles I've ever listened to. And I've got a question for you. Is that when you two just realised what the fuck have we created? Bit of like a Frankenstein's monster sort of scenario where anyone from anywhere can call up and say whatever the fuck they want under 90 seconds. I've just realised that this thing's bigger than, bigger than anything I've ever been a part of in my life, I think. I'm proud to be part of it. Uh, proud to adorn the black corduroy cap. But, uh, yeah, fuck me, mate. That, that guy has lost his shit. Can recommend listening back to 209 Goodfellas for a little bit of little bit of from where you don't want to be, I think. Mm. Anyway, uh, beer soon. Manly 30 plus. I heard on the weekend that um, Sleep Dribbler, who we're becoming more aware of, mm. may have had a child. Really? Yeah. So that's. I think that is, explains potentially his, his absence. His absence from the world. He did call in like semi recently ago. Yeah, he made a comeback and sort of like hinted at things. But I think it's fair to say, and I think Sleep would agree to this, that it's not 2020 anymore. No, Sleep Dribbler was was the dribbler of 2020. Like that was like that time. The first time we called in and we called him Sleep Dribbler because I thought he was sleep talking mm. was fucking wild. That, that, certainly to answer your question, that was one of the times where I think Eddie and I looked at each other and went, what the fuck is this thing that we've got going on here? I think there's been a few of those moments, but certainly Sleep Dribbler has made me pause and reflect once or twice. Yeah, there's been a couple of those moments. Like the pilgrimage to the the plaque of st peter at university of wollongong yeah another the, the swim the dude swimming in yeah. the pond shit like that it's yeah. pretty funny yeah. um just thinking back to sleep dribbler though as well when he when he revealed himself to be scooter as well oh no see, that was the gnarliest one <laughs> that was fucking wild that was the gnarliest one when he was killing scooter could anyone tell me what episode that is because yeah. i don't want to find it myself i can't be fucked no but if you could find that episode dave not right now if someone could find the episode and the timestamp for me, that'd be great. Thanks. Boys, well, Dundee Dribbler here. Look, might be a bit weird, but I'm in the shower, showering as we speak, shower beer in hand, 
often listen to the podcast in my sanctuary, which is the shower, and uh, whatever episode I'm up to in the archive, talking about <laughs> too hot to handle. And uh, look, didn't pick you boys as big reality TV watchers. Tommy didn't realise you were a, a subscriber to the reality TV. I myself, huge subscriber. And me and the myth, though, I don't know if this is a bounced out sort of recommendation, but we've hammered through about five or six seasons of the UK Love Island. This guy's calling us from the like, show. If you thought too hot to handle was good, UK Love Island, like, I fucking hate Tommy more than anything, but they know how to get around some proper reality TV, like smoking darts, drinking beers, getting pissed, fucking on television. See the water going down the drain. It's just the most wild shit. When you're bounced out, all you want to watch is a bunch of, uh, I don't know, hot fucking Tommies from the Midlands just ripping into some fake tits and just, I don't know, lame, basically. Anyway, I thought I was alone in my sort of demographic loving reality TV, but Tom, you've, I don't know, you've made me feel better about myself, really. Anyway, look, a little bit of a weird situation to be calling the podcast in the shower, but I feel like it fits, fits everything that we're all up, up and about. And uh, anyway, I'll leave it at that. I'm steaming up, washing the bod, throbbing hard. Keep up with the word, boys. I need your boy out. Good Lord. That is the first dribble from the shower I think we've had. I think that's safe to say. Um, that I can remember. That I can remember. Not mad at the option. Um, yeah, look, I would say, see, this is what I do like about the Undy Dribbler is he seems like from at least the, he's only really come onto our radar as a dribbler in the last sort of month or so. But he's clearly going and fucking ripping through the back catalogue. Like I'm jealous of, in the sense of like, I, if you come across a podcast that you start to fuck with and then see they've got just like a deep, deep back catalogue. That happened to me with the fighter and the kid. When I first came across it and I was like, holy shit, they've got like 300 episodes. And I was like, you could just go back and churn through it. Seems like he's churning through because he's calling up with fucking conversation topics about shit that we spoke about like over a year. You're like, dude, you like reality TV? I'm like, don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, but I guess that's back in pandemic times when Too Hot to Handle was on. I don't even know. I don't know when that was on. It was on Netflix, wasn't it? Yeah, it I didn't was. watch it, but I remember because there was a um, wasn't there a guy an Aussie on an there Aussie that was guy. with a really hot chick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, look, I wouldn't say Undy Dribbler. I'm super in reality TV, but I certainly was during the pandemic with Too Hot to Handle. And I do get what you're talking about with those pommy fucking like Love Island shows. Like if you are bounced, that is. I used to watch Geordie Shaw. Geordie Shaw, I used to watch Jersey Shore. I used to watch. I didn't like Jersey Shore. It was too Yankee for me. But I did. Geordie Shore was fucking hilarious. I uh, I watched it all. But again, like we grew up in sort of the golden age of reality TV. I think we've had this conversation before. The early 2000s with the reality TV was fucking phenomenal, phenomenal, dude. Those ones where it was like surreal life or the ones where like the celebrities would go in. What was the one where they were like on VH1 or some shit that they were? And it was like these celebrities, maybe it was surreal. I don't know, but it was like washed up celebrities in a house, like fucking mini me, RIP, uh, Flavor Flav. And they'd all be in a house and they didn't know what, like it was so new that they, like it was just really maladjusted human beings fucking getting around on camera Ozzy Osbourne had a fucking show. Hogan knows best. I think Snoop Dogg had one for a minute there. Like there was, the reality shows were next level. Shot at Love, Teal Tequila. Everyone had one. Everyone had a reality show. 
Everyone. Ryan Sheckler had one. Life of Ryan. Life of Ryan. That was a good one. It was a fuckload, dude. It was a fuckload. Uh, what about the ones where it was like, pimp my ride with the car? Mm. There was like, I think it was called like Next. And it was yeah, next. with the bus. And it was like the dating show. The next show. bus. The yeah, next Jesus bus. Christ. What was that? That was Where it was like, there. you basically was like five people on a bus. And then they're like. Potential n- candidates. And then you would walk up to the person you were dating. And they could literally next you at any point. And some people would be walking up like to go and meet but wasn't that? But wasn't that. What, the fucking what was that stupid show where like the, the boyfriend had come into the house. And the dad didn't want them going on the day. And they're like, go away, dad. And they'd leave anyway. It might have been. Next that in might that have world, still been like, next. That really cheesy fucking. It looked like, you know, before a bloody. The it's the acting was akin to like before a porno. Well, because it wasn't know. really act like it was acting in those moments, but it was like it was so. Bushly. But it was before reality shows became super scripted, like the Kardashian sort of shit, which was like you know that was like overwhelming. But the ones where it was like you just put these dead shits in a room and they just fucking go wild. Teen babies, whatever. Teen, teen mums. Teen babies. <laughs> that is essentially what they were. But uh, yeah, teen mum. Did you ever watch the one called Snog Marry Avoid? No, no. I had never heard that of that. Sounds English. Though. I heard it. Yeah, it, it was English. I saw a clip snog. of it in one of my uni classes, and it was brutal. It was literally like they get these people and take some photos of them, and then show them to people around on the street, and be like, "Would you snog marry avoid?" And most of the time, and because then they do like a makeover, and so at the start they're like. Nah, I would avoid. And there's just this person watching people reject them like again and again on phenomenal screen. television. Yeah. That's you, how it goes. You remember that do you ever watch the one where they it's I think it was called like Dark Room or something, and they'd go into a room and go on dates in the dark and they couldn't oh, see the other yeah. person. Yeah. I remember that and then one. the light'd yeah. come on and be like, Oh, we just oh, really got yeah. on, but you're a troglodyte. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> I've been fucking tonguing you and I've been, you know, touching your bod. But yeah, no. I don't know now. No, thank you. No, thank you very much. Um yeah, dude, golden age of reality shows. So I don't watch them really anymore. But it was when you were sitting on the. It's this is before Netflix, where you sat on the couch. There's nothing on Fox Show, and you yeah. just flick and you just watch those. And you shows. were a kid though as well, so you couldn't just like leave the fucking house whenever you wanted. Like obviously you could go outdoors and do some shit, but like yeah, but if you're bounced, if you're, you're on bound, the couch. Yeah. Foxtel on, and you roll into something that just like keeps going. Yeah, like, that's you've got, it. Like, MTV, up, dude. Yeah, yeah, MTV was just show after show after show after show, or it's just like this is easy as fuck. There was that reality show where they literally used that to choose the new lead singer of NXS. Oh, yeah, that wasn't that? a good reality yeah. show. That was, I was into that. But JD yeah. Fortune. Yeah. Shout out to JD Fortune. Uh, yeah. What happened to JD Fortune? He's, He's still singing for NXS, I is think. He? He's still doing it? I think so, yeah. Oh, they didn't boot him? No. I they thought did they might have realized it was a weird They did decision. come out with that song, Afterglow. I didn't hate it. There was not Pretty Vegas. Was another that was the one like straight after. Oh, yeah, I that's thought I thought, right. I'm living in your afterglow. I don't remember pretty vague. Oh, is that It Ain't Pretty? Yeah, that's that one. <laughs> After the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. pretty weird. You know what, though? They weren't the worst fucking songs. Um, all right, let's move on. We've got yeah. fucking dribbles to go, these boys. Yeah. Howdy. P's and D's. Tom and Eddie. My young King Dior Dave. This is uh, Finichario calling. Uh, just after a shocking Roosters loss to the Broncos, I expect this is one of many calls, but uh, I had delivered to my house this morning a custom-made Sam Walker phone case, and I sent a video to uh, to the Hello Sport page 
of me unboxing it with the caption, is this a good omen? I'm willing to suggest that it was not a good omen, but I'd like to direct the piece of news to one thing. Sam Walker was a Broncos junior. Now, I'm not saying sleeper agent, but I just have one question. Is Sam Walker a sleeper agent for the Broncos, and does that explain his performance tonight? Uh, let us know your thoughts. I'm going to go home and cry. All right. Love you, boys. Well, Finicharia, also of Baggy Green fame, um, the official fucking muso of the podcast. I like to see how quickly the Roosters turn on their players. Now he's calling him a sleeper agent because he has one off game. You have fucking Victor Radley sent off three times in a game, and now Sam Walker's the problem. Sam Walker also, what, 18? Yeah. Um, one of the great starts of the season from a young half of all time. Yeah. Has an off game. It's Roosters' behaviour. That's Roosters' rhetoric right there. That's the fans. That's the Roosters' fan for you. Although, to his point, I think Sam Walker did have two try assists for the Broncos on the weekend. He threw one intercept. There was another one. I can't remember what it was, if it was another intercept or something, where they just scored literally off, like, him. Was yeah, the right. So he's, he hasn't had a great game. but yeah. And this is obviously speaks to Dave obviously agreeing with him here because Dave does have turncoat in him. You don't just, yeah. abandon a player after one bad game. Manly was fucking dead last after four weeks, and we were still riding those boys like it was going out of fashion. Apparently it was the worst start to the season in, in NRL history. That's what Kempi kept telling us. And we just kept riding that riding that sharp. Riding baby. it. Now we're in sixth position ahead of all DMCs, which was a big fucking mental hurdle for me to get over. Uh, and apparently, Dave, can you get Manly's next round, uh, next games up? We've got a fucking dream run, dude. If, like we played, yeah, I heard that. We've played all the fucking top teams early, and now we have got beaters galore. Give them to me. So next up is Knights. Thank you, Newcastle. Then a bye. Then Cowboys. Thank you, Titans. Thank you, Bulldogs. Thank you, Raiders. Thank you, Dragons. Thank you, Tigers. Thank you, Sharks. Thank you. Storm. Yeah, that's in round 21. Yeah, round 21. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll pump the fuck out of you by that stage. Yeah, good luck. So we could go the rest of the season without losing. Yep. And then, and then, so from the Storm, it's only Storm, Eels, Raiders, Bulldogs, Cowboys again. So we've got two games to get us sort of up before finals and pump some losers just to get some miles in the legs. So, hang on, who is... Um, if you think we're not making finals, you're off your head. Who's next weekend? Knights. Knights. No, weekend after... Uh, Buy, then Cowboys. So we've got the Buy, then the Cowboys. So Cowboys will be either down on men or just coming back. But the Cowboys will be down on someone. Well, like, they'll probably rest rest Tommy. Yeah. They won't make him play Wednesday and Saturday, no way. No, I wouldn't think so. Anyway, we'll fucking pump those losers. Um, Let's move on. How many more we got, Dave? Um, I'll tell you after this. Yeah, look, there's a bit of dribble. Call on the hotline. Either way. This dribble has nothing to do with the fact that the Roosters lost to the Broncos. Yeah, it's a little bulk dribbler here. But I'll tell you what, these head-high games, I love saying PVL, but PVL's wigging me out, bro. He's just wigging me out. Is this game going to become like Union? It's a stop-start bullshit. Well, let me give you the hot tip. No, I'm like, fucking Union. Should the players revolt and be like, fuck you, PVL, fuck you, NRL? Let's revolt. Let's keep the game flowing. Origin's coming up. We're wigging out. 
look, this is just a stress call. It's a distress call. I'm not sure it's going to happen. I'm not sure. Two weeks in, I don't know. But fuck me, man. Fuck Broncos. Fuck everybody. It's wigging me out, man. I think it's gone a bit too far. There's inconsistency in the high tackles. I don't want to be calling every time out for a fucking high tackle every time there's a tackle. And I feel like a loser. Oh, it's a high tackle, sir. No, we don't want that. What do you boys think, mate? What do you think? Is this... Where are we going with this? We don't want to be calling every tackle, maybe looking for a high tackle and a penalty. Then it's just fucked. Anyway, fuck you guys. No, man, love you guys. That is true. Uh, yeah, look, fair call from Clack. Shout out to Clack. And he's to, obviously uh, devastated. Not Fondo Motorino. He's obviously fan. He's devastated after a loss to the Broncos. I mean, I'd be devastated as well. I would say to Clank. Clank. Clack. Clack. Ratchet and Clank. Clank. I was seeing it, yeah. Um, don't tackle high. Yeah. And you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Tackle low. And also, like, the only thing I do 100% agree with him is, is that I do find myself, I have found myself. Like he says, going, oh, that was high. Like looking for high tackles and players paying for the high tackle. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It just made it all a little bit soft cock. 100%. I completely agree. But rules are rules, mate. Yeah, they are. Tackle low, dude. You got to tackle low. Otherwise, you're going to lose to the Broncos. That's it. Bend at the hips. Drive through the hips. Drive through the hips. Bend and drive. Yeah, bend and drive. drive. If you want, um, send over some footage of Jakey Turbs to the Roosters boys. See if they can uh, pick up a few things. I think they probably would. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least they'd be able to recognise what a bend and snap looks like. Yeah. That's it. Bend and snap, baby. Bend and snap. Oh, g'day. Uh, non-punting dribbler here. Um, after all the recent dog rhetoric, I was thinking about a rugby league team of dogs and how that would line up. So, keen to your thoughts. Uh, at uh, fullback, you got your border collie, fast, agile, smart enough to join the attack and would round up any attackers that got through the defensive line. Uh, wings, Greyhound, obviously, and I think a Beagle would do the hard yards and sniff out a try. Uh, I've gone for Staffy and German Shorthead Pointer in the uh, centres. You know, they're pretty strong dogs. Bit of agility. 5'8", uh, Kelpie, similar to your border collie. Clever, smart, fast. And would, I think, create havoc. And obviously, Jack Russell, little yappy halfback. Um, at lock, I've gone for your cattle dog, I think, would really nip at the heels of attackers and would um, be a bit of a good Victor Radley style player. Uh, German Shepherd and Rhodesian Ridgeback in the second row. Um, I think they'd be kind of strong players. Obviously, a German Shepherd would tackle anything which came at it. Um, Roddy up front for strength and the Husky that would just go all day with a Fox Terrier at hooker. And on the bench, I've gone Boxer, good strong middle. Uh, I think your Labrador is your reliable nut trucker. I think Alvaro or uh, uh, Aiden Tolman. Uh, Pitbull, bit of a wild card, you know, sent it on, could create a big hit that could also get himself sent off pretty easily. And I've gone for your classic mixed-breed mongrel dog as your, as your bench utility because you can basically put them anywhere and they'll do a great job. <laughs> Um, and they'd be coached by the golden retriever that looks like Wayne Bennett. Do you all that? Uh, cheers. Bears forever. Eagles never. I didn't mind that. I like that. I like that a lot. It was I'm, creative. I'd like someone to make that up, though. Like how A know, beagle on the wing? That's was about ridiculous. the only one I was yeah. like, I don't think so. I think swap the beagle with the German shorthead pointer. 
because those pointers are really skinny but really fast. Beagles are not fast. No. Mm. To be honest, I think the Beagle's doing fucking well to be in the side. I, I don't know. I, he said sniff out a try, but I don't think that's good enough. Not, no. a, not, a, not, in, the, not in first grade. Not at the tippy top. No. Just y- y- your sense of smell, almost useless. I'm, yeah, well, it is useless. I'm dropping it. I'm dropping the Beagle. I'm dropping the Beagle. Um, but, yeah, make that into a fucking graphic of the uh, Pooch NRL team. What, do you, did you guys know what he was talking about when he said Wayne Bennett, the golden retriever that looks like Wayne Bennett? Mm, I didn't know. I no, but I'll know. take his word for it. Yeah, I tried to Google it. I could not find. Um, all right. Oh, hang on. This one's a double. First one. I feel like the Great Dane was on. Un- yeah. yeah. Great Dane, though. Yeah, Great Dane's probably like a fucking prop, to be honest. Yeah, prop, truck, and nut. Mm, uh, or a lock. Hey, boys. It's the Drifter Dribbler here. Um, got two dribbles and leaves because done a bit of Dioring Dioring this week. And uh, if you like the first, uh, listen to the second. If you don't, then you know, piss me off, whatever. So with all this talk of uh, the uh, the sprint offs between the Fox and Saab, I was curious as to how the uh, the boys actually stack up. So I did some research, and uh, the NRL's fastest recorded speed was recorded by Adokar, which is thirty eight point five k's an hour. Now I went through all the other sports that I could think of that that you know do speed running and I came across soccer rugby union rugby sevens and NFL and the next fastest top speed clocked in a game is by a soccer player who only clocked 38 kilometers an hour now I just reckon that's awesome that in our game we are seeing hands down the fastest athlete running around just goes to show boys this uh, NRL is truly God's game see you soon if you like that one listen to the next one I did like that one yeah, I'm gonna listen to the. Next I'm gonna one. listen to the second one. Cool. That was a great way to get us to listen to a second dribble mm-hmm. by just going. By all means, don't. He's acknowledging a second one's coming, but he's like, "Don't fucking listen to it if you don't want to." But if you like what I'm, I'm putting down here, then stick around. That's smart. It's smart footy. Yep. Okay, boys, I'm back. Hope you liked the first one. Here we go. Tommy Turbo, you're talking about him being a 40 point player, and a lot of people are, and they're saying he's the best player. So with 10 games in and he missed the first five, we have a pretty good sample size to know what uh, Manly can do with and without him. So on average, the first five, se- first five games of this season without Tommy Turbo, Manly averaged a negative 24.2 score. So they always lost games on average by 24.2. With Tommy back, they average positive of 21.6, which mathematically and indisputably makes Tommy Turbo a 45.8-point player. And if that doesn't make him the best player in the league, then I don't know what does, boys. Hope you enjoyed it. See you soon. Love that. Love that. And that was just mathematical expression of things that we'd already been talking about. Well, I mean, I I just looked at it on face value and I I knew he was a 40-point player. I I guesstimated. Obviously, I can be out slightly. I mean, I was out by, you know. Well, but we we just say forty point. It, like if it's it's within the forties, it's like that's more what it is. Yeah. It's like don't make me give you down to the decimal point when I'm just when I'm dribbling. No, but I mean, he's supporting what I said. Yes, is that and that is that I was right. Mm. You were right. We were right. Yeah, I feel like you're fucking taking credit for that one there, Edward. I just heard. Well, you know, you know whose mouth it came from. Well, I don't actually know. We'd have to probably go and check the tape. I reckon it was probably me. <laughs> I'm Eddie and David. What a day. Uh, I didn't think the day could get any better after watching the Rabbits get flogged by 56. But Hugh, Matt Nable, 
hyping up the Manly Seagulls game. We put that on the Parramatta pretenders. Few takes. First of all, Josh Schuster, how good is he? Like, he's the best 5'8 and second row in the comp. Conor McGregor holding two UFC titles, nothing compared to that. I think Manly has easily the two best line-running centres in the comp. Um, Nathan Brown, top five grub in the comp, got demolished. Um, your takes, please give me your 3-2-1 from the game. Cheers. Might have be Tommy Garrick Schuster from the game, but I didn't mind fucking Kepi. Um, I thought he played pretty well. Jake played fucking well as well, to be honest. Jake could be in there. I would have Tom Schuster Garrick just because Schuster set up fucking like three tries yeah. and was yeah. instrumental in like so many of them. Yeah. Like Garrick finished well. Sure. We also set up a couple. Dude, there was that one that he set up two. He set up two and he almost set up a third for himself. Um, and he, he scored one, should have scored two, but Ferguson got him over the line. He set up one for Brad Parker. He set up one for Tommy. And then he almost set himself up for another one with another kick over and the top. The and then it hit the, hit the fucking oh, post. The post yeah. Like, he was fucking electric, dude. He was kicking ass on uh, on Sunday. But, I mean, there, it, was a, it was a great team performance. Great team performance. Team. T-E-A-M. Team. Do go rock. Fucking parrot dead shit. Yep. Appreciate that. Yep. Love that licking, bro. Licks have turned into. Well, they're not licks for us. It'd be almost smooches, wouldn't they? Yeah, they're smooches. Smooches. Yeah, I was nice looking smooch. for some. I knew yeah. there was some. No, I'll take a smooch. Get a tongue. I love it. <laughs> G'day, Tom. Eddie. G all day. <laughs> Slippery eels dribbler here. Or the half-sentence dribbler, so to speak. Uh, just well done to Manly on the win against the fucking hatless Eels outfit. Anyway, that's all I've got to say. A little ordinary. And, yeah, you deserve the win. I just want to say, boys, like, um, all, all these head-eye tackles, like, it's absolutely disgusting. Send-ins, send send-offs, you know. There you go. That was nice, Eddie. That was just someone acknowledging that their team sucked. Beautiful stuff. Classy. It's a classy smooch. John, Eddie, D or Dave, the P's, the D's, the dribblets. I come to you on a mixed day. Uh, high emotions and low emotions as uh, we we start the day with with the passing of a manly great, a rugby league immortal, Bob Fulton, Valet Bozo. As I sit here draped in my black corduroy P's and D's hat and my 1960s a la Bob Fulton jersey after a famous victory, an epic victory at Bank West by the boys in maroon and white, I ask you, have you ever seen anything better than... Tom Trebojevic just absolutely putting every single Parramatta eel on the pitch, feeding such people as the blind Josh Schuster and the snack Ruben Garrick and the ant Brad Parker to put them over. Anyway, famous victory soon, beers soon, Manly 13, no, actually, fuck it, Manly 19 plus. Love it. Love it. Love it. 
Sweet. Uh, I tell you what I will say. Shout out to that guy. Um, Tommy Turbo ripping fucking into Taniella Paseca got me hard as well. When he was just like, mm. he was saying like, work harder, you cunt, I think was basically what I read. And you could tell, Tommy got asked about it after the game and he sort of was embarrassed. He's like, oh, did I? Like, I can't really remember. He seems like such a sweetheart, because he, but he's like, you know, ripping into Paseca, which he should have done. But it was like, that's, the, that's just elite standards. And that's what you want. I want Tommy ripping this shit through players going like, do your fucking job, bro, because I'm mm. out here doing mine and yours and his. I'm doing every job there is. Mm. I'm a renaissance man out here fucking doing everything. Work and I harder, need you mate. to work harder. Work harder. It's pretty fucking simple. And Taniel looked like he took it on board as well. That's the thing. It's not like unrest within the side. It's more just like, yeah, no, no, you're no. right. He knew. You're he right. Knew. I need to work harder. He knew. Manly will win the comp. Yep. Yep. That sounded eerily like someone of uh, of the nude, uh, nude soon fame. I think it might have been nude soon. I think it might have been. And I, I couldn't agree more with him. Yeah, that's a lot like nude soon. Mm. It's exact, it sounds like something he'd say. Do I agree with nudes? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. Shout out to Nude Soon. I think I owe you a chicken and cheese, even though Clancy. Yeah, we see they got Maccas on Friday, mm. and he had a chicken and cheese. And then I got Maccas again after we left the Royal George. You had smoked a lot of marijuana, but and you, we'd had a big lunch, mm. and you yeah. had a chicken no, and the, cheese. The first one was a weird one, like like um, Bracey was just like, "I'm getting Maccas," and I think I just smoked a joint. Then so I was like, "Ooh, this is usually what I do when I just smoke a joint." I get Maccas. So I got it, but I wasn't that hungry. Like, I had the chips, but, uh, like, Clancy had most of the burger. Okay, yeah, then, that's not surprising. Yeah. No, it should shock no one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway. With the greatest respect. Yeah. Last one. G'day, Tom, Eddie, Dior, and the punters and the dribblers. Uh, the Toowoomba dribbler here of gifting Tom a vintage manly shirt, Fane. Just a quick little to give a shout-out to Harry Malloy. Hope you pulled up all right after Big Pineapple Festival, mate. Um, what are the odds of being in the hotel right next to a dribbler? I don't know. Fucking not much. Uh, while we were there, though, we had adjoining balconies and we were chatting. We are on the second floor. It was probably about 10 a.m. And shooting the shit, as you do when we hear a splatter on the ground just outside. I immediately look up for some reason and see some useless cunt spewing off his balcony on the ninth floor, coughed a bit of after spray. Pretty disgusting, which leads me to ask, boys, what is the most fucked thing or disgusting thing that's happened to you during a trip or weekend away at a hotel? There's always a group of uh, 18-year-olds who can't handle their piss. Um, All right. Well, thanks, guys, and I hope to talk to you soon. Bye. Firstly, shout out to that guy. I forgot his name, but I am wearing this vintage manly shirt right now that he sent, uh, sent to us. Um, also, what he was saying was he was he just happened to be in a hotel room next to another dribbler, and they were like, "Oi, oh, was that? I yeah. think that was on." Yeah, they posted the photo. They, they, they posted the photo. Yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah, that's some heartwarming shit. Sick. Both in their fucking black cords. That's you love that. I don't know if I've had anything like that happen to me. I've had something gross happen, but it wasn't at the hotel. It was at a kick-ons, and this is even fucking gross to say and remember. Um, we're at kick-ons and I was unaware that a friend of mine next to me had been sick into a cup. And then I've, we're all drinking like fucking whatever. We're all drinking the same shit though. 
And then he's been sick into a cup and then I've picked it up and I've sipped it and I've realised that there was fucking spewing it because a huge chunk of oh, shit bro. Oh, hit the top no. of my lip. Hit the top of my lip. Like the whole thing was filled and it just hit the top. And I've gone, I sipped it and I was like, oh, this tastes like, let's say it's fucking sangria. This tastes like sangria, but oh, what is this huge? <sighs> oh, Sorry to finish no. on that. Like that's Who was that? Uh, I can't. It was either my brother or it was straight. That's my memory, but I could be wrong about both of them. And but did, it fucked me. It did fucked you me. spew straight like after that, dude? I, I didn't actually vomit. No, I was dis- I was disgusted though. Imagine if I could smell. Ugh. That probably would have been. That's tough. true. That's lucky there. Yeah, that's really lucky. That's, really that's but, fucking rogue. But yeah, that's probably the worst oh. thing I can think of. Um, and I'm sorry that we have to end on on that note. But we are done for another week. Uh, shout out to all our sponsors. As we said, there is going to be a live show coming up. We will give you more information as it comes to hand. Bounced out trackies just around the corner and a couple other things I'm sure you will enjoy. Until next week, though. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? Jesus Christ. Oh, bro, that's rank. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.